once again. Yeah, yeah. See, the thing about the Jews is, oh, we hmm. do the podcast. Sorry, yeah. never mind. Hang on, that was a different yeah. podcast. Yeah, you can tell me your favorite juices later. <laughs> you said juice, right? Yeah, we are back. Yeah. Fucking technical difficulties, be damned. Yeah. We are here. And as you said, we are now an official podcast. We have lost our first episode. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. In a way, yeah. It was also disheartening. I mean, I thought yeah, it was a pretty obviously. good episode, really. No, no, I think we did a good job on that episode, yeah. probably. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't really remember most of these. I drink kind of heavily. Well, yeah, true. Uh, as everybody knows, that is my personality, is that I drink. Uh, but yeah, no, we sound like we're in like a 16-bit Super Nintendo game for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I don't know any way of fixing that. No. So hopefully this one sounds good. I'm hoping. Guys, if, if we sound like uh, Sega characters, like if we're in Comic Zone, uh, <laughs> let us know. We can try to fix it later. <laughs> well, I got my new computer coming in. Uh, it won't be in for next week if we come over. <clears throat> but, uh, it'll definitely be there the week after that. So. Okay, cool. That was a... Uh... Back ordered on some of the. Oh man, now brand, we're, actually, so. we're actually putting money into this thing. I'm gonna have to stop skipping episodes from now on. Oh, it's a bummer. Hopefully, we'll start making money from this thing. At some point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe pay for that computer. That's oh, fine. That, that'll never happen. We will get demonetized immediately. There's no fucking way. I've said way too many angry things about different corporations. That there's no fucking way we don't get demonetized. I mean, we can accidentally lose all the back episodes. <clears throat> that's no problem. Yeah, <laughs> and then just have me like totally clean, like corporate. <laughs> to be like, guys, look. The thing is, is that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, it doesn't need to be creative. It's it's giving us what we want, and that what we want is whatever Bob Iger tells us that we want. Right. And how dare you question him? Dude, I can't believe how good Star Wars has gotten lately. Right? It's so good. It's amazing. Like, the ideas they have. I don't know where they come up from. Especially because they have nothing to work with. I know. There's no extended universe in Star Wars. No. Why There's would there be? zero. Yeah. It's never existed either, mm-hmm. as I was told. Nope. As Kathleen Kennedy told me to say. She, she's, <laughs> she said it through gritted teeth. Like, fucking mention the goddamn <laughs> EU one more yeah. time, you fucking piece of shit. That is called Legends Canon, and that is it. Oh, fuck you right in the mouth. <laughs> Although, speaking of Star Wars... It's uh, fan fiction that you just happen to spend yeah. $300 reading. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, kinda. Yeah. I mean, I was always a fan of the Old Republic anyway, so... Yeah. that's uh, That was more my shit. I liked it back, back in the day, when the mm. Jedi meant something. Before it got popular. Yeah, before it was cool to be a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been cool to be a Jedi. Well... Not anymore. Yeah. It used to be really cool to be a Jedi. <laughs> now all, all you have to do to be a Jedi is um, be white. <laughs> oh, wait, no. They made Finn uh, Force-sensitive, didn't they? Oh, you did finally see it? Okay, good. No, I haven't oh. seen it. I'm just assuming oh. that they did. Yeah. They did. Okay. See, I'm probably not going to see it until it comes out like on Dis- Disney+. Plus. Okay, yeah. Because I read the leaked script thinking that it was fake because mm-hmm. it was i was like this is so fucking there's no way they're gonna actually do this and then i saw a bunch of people complaining in their reviews with all the spoilers and shit and i was like oh fuck they actually they actually did that and i was like mm, i'm good yeah I'm, i i can wait speaking of disney plus mm-hmm. uh i gave you my login you did uh well, should we edit ago. that out what is that legal i don't know i don't care okay fuck uh, there's no way that that's what Disney comes after me for. I might. I've been yelling at Disney for a whole <laughs> long time, but Disney Plus has like almost changed my mind a little bit. Yeah. Because did you watch The Mandalorian? I have. Yeah. Did you finish it all the way? I did. That's a pretty fucking top notch uh, TV show, man. Yeah, it definitely is. That shit is good. I was literally watching that weekly. Like I kept up on it every time. Like the new episode came out, I watched it the next day. Yeah. 
wavered a little bit towards the middle. I'm glad I watched it all That's at once. That's fair. Yeah, no, I can give you that. There, there was a bit of a, I, I don't want to say a drop, but like a flat. You know what yeah. I mean? Where it was like high end for the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. Right. And like the next two were like, they didn't drop off, but they sort of just stayed level. Mm-hmm. And then poof, right back up yeah. there again. Yeah, the thing to me that was like, I was like, <clears> man, are we going to get to any kind of like overarching plot or anything? Like, no. Story of the week's oh, kind of cool, do. but I, I need something, you know, further down the road oh, to help me. motivate we, me. And, we yeah, do, Bubba. Yeah, we got there. <laughs> We're all good now. That was an amazing That final ending. episode was great. Oh, my gosh, so and good. And directed by Taika. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Well, like, me and Emma both, like, when we were watching it, and we watched the last episode, we're both like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then I was just kind of, you know, because they have the, the fun little artwork and stuff like that yeah, at those, the end of the credits. Those are really cool. And I saw, like, yeah, directed by Taika Waititi. I was like, what the fuck? Of course it was. Yeah. Of course it was, because it was a fucking perfect episode. It makes sense. <laughs> but, yeah, with, like, The Mandalorian and with Disney Plus adding another, another season of The Clone Wars, the animated series, which I am a huge fan of. Okay. I, I'm now, so like. check that out next. I think so. It's there's a lot. Oh really? There's a lot to get through. Okay. There's seven seasons right now, and they all have like twenty something episodes. Oh shit! But they're good. They're really good, especially if you're into that kind of shit. And then you get into Rebels, which is even more fun, where you get like it's like the continued story, like after Order sixty six, oh, okay. and like the the start of the rebellion and stuff like that, and like Darth Vader and shit. It's 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 pretty cool stuff. But um. With the Clone Wars stuff and with the Mandalorian being so good, like now I have kind of a sort of a love hate relationship with Disney because I'm like, I your main movies that you made and put out are fucking terrible, as we can all uh, agree. Yeah, I mean the the sequel trilogy has just been garbage. Yeah, I don't know of like hardly anyone that's not being paid to say it on the internet that has enjoyed the sequel trilogy really. So those are awful, and I hate them for that. However, The Mandalorian is outstanding, and Clone Wars is fucking dope, so now I'm kind of torn. I'm like, maybe they're not totally fucking up Star Wars. I think they're fucking up Star Wars movies, but I think they are building a little bit here. Aside from Rogue One. I did like Rogue One, that is true. That has been probably my favorite newer Star Wars movie. Might be the only one that I actually like of yeah. like the new Star Wars movies. Although we're gonna get a Kenobi movie, so maybe I'll like that. Yeah. I've heard you and McGregor's coming back for it, so that yeah. makes me happy. He even had his uh Kenobi hair at the Golden Globes or whatever the fuck that was. Where um what's his name? Uh British guy. Oh yeah. Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Ricky Gervais, who's probably gonna be murdered in the next couple weeks here, sadly. <laughs> that was a great monologue though. It was an amazing monologue. I was so jealous. He got to do exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life, which is just get in front of fucking Hollywood and tell them to go fuck themselves, essentially. Where he's like, yeah, none of you are even fucking trying. You're all full of yourselves. You have no idea what the fuck is happening. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Get your little award and get the fuck out of here. And he's even got a beer like next yeah. to him, too. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't care. My fifth time. I'm never coming back. <laughs> Suck my dick. <laughs> fuck you. It's live TV. You can't shoot me until it's over. He's like, yeah, what are you going to do? And then, like, yeah, he's he's going to get suicided here soon. Just like Epstein. <laughs> Be like, yeah, I don't know what happened. Ricky oh. Gervais hung himself in his hotel room. He did seem kind of sad lately. Ricky Gervais got depressed and shot himself in the back of the head three times. It's the <laughs> weirdest fucking thing. We've never seen it before. But it's definitely a suicide, I can guarantee yeah. We saw the note. I mean. You fucking pedophiles. <laughs> he had, like, some of the best. Like, I was blown away. His timing, everything was perfect. Perfect comedy. And... The fact that there's o- there was only about, from the screen, or the audience shots that they put in that. Yeah, the reactions. Yeah, like all the reaction shots. 
It's only about three people either laughing at it and just being like, this is fucking amazing because they're not involved in any of it, or at least laughing at themselves. There was about three people who were doing that, and everyone else was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, even Tom Hanks was surprised. He was like, what the fuck? Can can he say this? The fucking one with the... One of his best jokes, maybe maybe his best joke he had all night, which I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw like everything with Rick, Ricky Gervais in it just because he was doing a fucking fantastic job, and I tip my hat to you, sir. Um, he had a great one where he was introducing somebody, and I guess it was somebody from uh, the Netflix show that Sandra Bullock was in. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, Bird Box. Bird Box, thank you. And he was like, coming up next, two people from uh, the award-winning show Bird Box on Netflix about how to avoid the evil and stay alive you have to pretend like you didn't see it kind of like working for harvey weinstein and everybody goes like oh and he goes fuck you you're the ones who work for him to boo me yeah. and i was like thank you you cash the checks thank you yeah. that's my fucking boy <laughs> although uh dicaprio took it pretty well whenever he, he was making fun of dicaprio like you can mm-hmm. see dicaprio just honestly laughing at yeah. him he's like yeah no that's that's pretty mm-hmm. funny yeah by the I, end of the irishman your date was too old for you exactly. he's like yeah <laughs> I bang like 19 year old lingerie models mm-hmm. because I'm Leonardo DiCaprio. That's all I have to do. I don't care. I'm set. It's like, at least I'm not a pedophile like 40% of people in this fucking room right now. So it's cool. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. But yeah, that was fantastic. I was, I, I had to bring that up. I hope that's not in our topics, but I had to bring up the, the fucking Ricky Gervais monologue and just his whole hosting, hosting of yeah. the Golden Globes just nailed it. Did exactly what. I try to do every week when we're on this fucking podcast, but just did it oh, far better and funnier than that, I've ever been. It did seem a little familiar, but now, yeah. Right, yeah, it was just funny and, you know, mm-hmm. smart. Okay. As opposed to drunk and stupid and that's unfunny. What, that's what you were missing. Okay. Yeah, I'm right. like the other side of the coin. Okay. <laughs> You're no. the deformed Two-Face half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm the bad Two-Face half. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the Two-Face that uh, is played by Tommy Lee Jones and just laughs at everything. <laughs> <laughs> With the neon suits. And, yeah. <laughs> The neon guns are my favorite one. Like the guys that have the Tommy guns, and there's like a neon strip on the magazine, and I'm like, you have to change those out when you run out of bullets. So I hope you got more neon. Also, where's the battery for that? Where's like how's that getting powered? Well, you know, fucking Schumacher. <laughs> Although, I mean, he did better than uh, Zack Snyder. Just kidding, guys. Ooh. Just kidding. I actually Ooh. enjoyed the Snyder, uh, this the Snyder verse a little bit. I thought Affleck was a good Batman. I don't want to get off on a Batman tangent. I've done that too many times on this podcast. You don't? Do you feel okay? I mean, I was playing Batman Arkham Knight earlier today. Oh, okay. so. That's better. Because there's a couple expansion missions that I never got a chance to play. Oh. So I took Going a break. Going those Riddler trophies finally. No. Oh. Expansion missions that were like, they're, they're DLC missions. Like, one of them is uh, with the Mad Hatter, Jervis Tetch. One of them is, uh, it's it was like Shadow War, I think is the name of it. There's like a splinter group from League of Shadows, League of Assassins, the one that Ray Ghoul runs. I forget. Like they've had four different names. <laughs> but there's like a because uh, spoiler alert for Arkham City, by the way. If Ooh. you guys haven't played that, it was back in like 2008. Uh, if you haven't played it, don't listen to what I'm about to say. In Arkham City, Talia Al Al Ghul gets killed. <gasps> yeah, I know. And so you know, uh, Ray not a fan of that. Really? No, surprisingly. Hmm. And then the because Batman like steals some Lazarus uh, shit to make sure that he can make a cure for the the Joker serum and all this stuff. It's a it's a long story. It's a really good game. You guys should play it. It's fantastic. 
But yeah, Talia dies, and then you get this uh, Splinter Group mission in Arkham Knight where one side of the uh, League is trying to not bring Ra's al Ghul ba- or, uh, yeah, Ra's al Ghul back because they think it's that... It's Roz. Like, okay, how dare you. Um, yeah, thanks, Nolan. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're trying to bring Ra's al Ghul back, and then the other side doesn't want to bring him back because every time... This is more in the comics than it is in like the movies or anything like that. But every time you come back from the Lazarus Pit, you lose a little bit more sanity and stuff like that. You get crazier and stuff like that because, like, you just kind of lose more of your soul and stuff because you, you fucking die if you come back. That's part of the reason why the Red Hood thing starts because, like, Jason comes back and he's so angry and stuff like that. Which also, great, great story. You guys should look into that. But, yeah, so then there's, like, the Splinter Group is trying to keep Rachel Ghoul from coming back. And then there's the other group that, you know, is staying loyal to Rachel Ghoul. He's the demon's head. He has to be brought back and stuff like that. You get pulled in the middle of it, and you actually get to make a choice at the end on whether you're going to heal Rachel Ghoul or not. And I won't say who's running the Splinter Group or anything like that, but it's a really good story. Okay. And then I chose to save him just because it's Batman, and he can't take a life. So I don't care that he's died a hundred times. Mm, I mean, yeah. Bat- Batman himself says in Arkham City... That he still would have healed the Joker, even though he's done everything like that, and he still would heal him. Hmm. And in fact, in Dark Knight Returns, which is uh, Frank Miller's masterpiece, also a great animated fl- uh, film. It's a two-part. Uh, it's a two-parter too, so it's really fucking dope. Batman can't even bring himself to kill the Joker. Then he just paralyzes him, and then the Joker kills himself by twisting his neck and breaks his own neck. And then the Batman's mad about that and shit like that. But it's it's pretty fucking cool. But yeah, that's just the way I look at it, is that Batman cannot take a life. And if he, if he has the ability to save a life, he has to do it. He has no choice. Okay. That is his morals. That's what keeps that. That's his drive. That's what makes him the goddamn Batman. So. Even if he was already dead, though? Well, he, they, he's somewhat back. Like, he's oh, okay. technically alive. You go and find a pure strain of the Lazarus uh, magic, or whatever okay. you want to call it. That makes more sense. That is going to actually bring him back fully. Gotcha. And you you find that, and then you have the choice of either destroying the machine that's keeping him alive. Okay. Or just In that case, him. yeah, I, think, I can yeah. see your point. I, think I thought it was just like a dead body. He's like, okay, no, I can no, bring no, that back no. to life. I don't, I don't think he would do necromancy. No, <laughs> that's probably not. the same not. as not killing someone. No, I mean, he definitely wouldn't do necromancy, because he, he didn't even do it for Jason. Yeah. I mean, it, it was Talia who brought Jason back without even telling him. And then also didn't tell him about his son until, like, forever. Like, they had the battle for the cow and stuff like that. Yeah. It was, it was pretty good shit. I'm getting a little too in-depth, in aren't I? A little bit. It's all right. I can edit it down. It's right here. Let me explain it this way. So, really, Batman's main goal is to someday be sitting in a cafe in Italy mm-hmm. and uh, see his butler and not recognize him. That's what Batman wants to do. Okay. He doesn't get to do it at the end of Arkham Knight, sadly. Spoilers. Mm, but you do get that ending if you get all the Riddler trophies. Okay, so. good. <laughs> Could you imagine if they actually did that? You actually do get like a cool little special ending if you get all the Riddler trophies. I, I looked it up on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could you imagine if they had done that? Like you find all the Riddler trophies and it's just like, just a straight cut to just from the movie. Like they don't even animate it or anything like that. Yeah. They just, just the scene just of- Just his uh, fantasy. <laughs> just fucking, uh, what's his name? Alfred. Uh, well, not Alfred. The fucking, uh, what's the actor? Uh, Michael Caine. Yeah, yeah, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Um, just him sitting there in a cafe, smiling like that's just like the secret. Of, like, thanks for finding all the trophies. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> just everybody riots in the streets. <laughs> they would not be able to make the new game that they're making. That would be fantastic. I would be. I mean, I would have gave them extra money just because I thought it was funny. But Which anyway. I didn't pull the topic, but it looks like it might be a Court of Owls based still. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing, especially with like the the logos and the symbols they keep. Uh, mm-hmm. 
ball teasing out because right. they're assholes. Right. Like, just fucking announce it already. Just fucking let me see a goddamn trailer. You know I'm going to buy it. Yeah. They know I'm going to buy it. I've bought every game they've made that had Batman in it. Yeah. Just fucking let me see a goddamn trailer. Yeah, it's, it's probably going to be core Valves based, which mm-hmm. is going to be fun because that's a really good story. So, yeah. you should read that on DCU, by the way. I think I'm currently reading it, too. Oh, no, I'm reading Nightfall right now. Just because I hadn't read that in a while, so I wanted oh, okay. to re- reread Nightfall. Have you ever read that one? Yeah, yeah, I've got the, the huge trade yeah. for that one. Yeah, I, I have the paperback trade for that one. I don't have the, the hard copy. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I was, I was reading Nightfall for a little bit. I'll probably read Quarter Hours again. I'm also reading, I'm actually reading uh, one of the newer comics that came out like 2017. Really? The uh, the Dark Knight Metals. Oh, they got those on there now? Yeah, yeah they're on there. And those are cool. Those are a lot of fun. There's a lot of like fucking like meta sort of like wink wink at the fans kind of thing that's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun to watch. Nice. So I've I've enjoyed that a lot. And it, it even involves some storylines from one of my favorite Bruce Wayne stories, which is the return of Bruce Wayne. Oh yeah, nice. Which is an amazing story as long as you've read comics before. Otherwise you're completely confused. But I love it because it's just Batman in like four different time periods and then he like restarts the universe so he can be Batman again. Because he's Batman, that's just how it works. Don't yeah. don't ask questions. All right, <laughs> stop asking. This is Grant Morrison in the fucking. Uh, <laughs> whenever he's in any kind of pitch meeting with DC, just like stop asking questions. I know what I'm doing. All right, get back off. Go go get me Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder. We're gonna figure this out. Shut the fuck up. All right, relax, <laughs> relax, nerd. And they're just like. I mean, yeah, whatever. Do you have any idea how much money we lost on Suicide Squad? Do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. I don't even care. <laughs> Which is exactly what they said on Suicide Squad too. I don't I don't care. We're so fucked. Goddamn Jared Leto. Put him back in a dress. At least he was good in that. <laughs> it's a Dallas Buyers Club joke. It was. Y'all are welcome. Congrats. We're in the Dallas Buyers Club joke uh portion of my beer. <laughs> I don't know where to go from that. If we had a topic, I'd go to the next one, but well, we're not even we there could, yet. Uh, so probably introduce ourselves. That would be good. Oh yeah, that that would work. Anyway, because you're around me, I bring out the worst in you. Nah, you actually lift me up a lot of the times. So I lift you up <laughs> so I could fly on mountains. Or the fuck the word is, I don't remember. <laughs> now we're flying on mountains. That's how we're doing it. I'm flying mountains, bro. Remix, bitch. These are mountain flyers over here. Don't fuck with me. I play hard. I play yeah. to win. Where the fuck are we? I wouldn't lift you up to stand. I'm going to lift you up to fly, motherfucker. No, you're going to lift me up so you can crash me through a table because I want that to happen so bad. I want to get power bombed through a table so fucking bad. We're going to have to do it to Daniel's fancy table. I really want to. I cannot fucking wait to do that to Daniel's fancy ass, like, uh, computer screen James Bond table. Yeah. Once he's finally done with it, Mm -hmm. I want you to fucking power bomb me through that shit. That's going to be, or like, choke slam my ass. Because I'll even jump up with you just to get the full lift. Just put me through that motherfucker. That'll I'll be... go old school and go down to my knee like Big Show used to. Hell shape. Yeah. yeah. That'll be good shit. That'll be fucking awesome. That'll be am- We gotta videotape that. Yeah. That or you can throw me off his roof onto it. Ooh. That'd be pretty good shit too. That would. I'll just look like a... Although I'd have to get on the roof. I don't know. That is true. Yeah. yeah, then I could look like an Eagles fan at a tailgate. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Get some! <laughs> Nick Foles, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Only me would make a Dark Knight joke, and then five minutes later make a Nick Foles joke. And who is me? Me is... <laughs> that's a weak... I'm not doing that. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank I you. I tried to transition, okay? Guys and gals and everything in between. Thank you guys so much for uh, 
joining us again on another journey through that that is pop culture and whatever is falling through my mind. This is the A to Z show. It is. I am the Z. My name is Zach. I am a failed comedian, mm-hmm. and I will do my best to make you laugh and most likely fail at it. And then we have our A over here. Yeah. His name is Andrew, and he is the cat wrangler of this podcast. Yeah, almost uh, like a greased pig chaser. He does his best to keep me in line, mm-hmm. at least on one topic sometimes, and uh, he never wins, but he keeps trying, and that's why I respect him. I've his, come close a few times. You have. You have a very uh, Sisyphus-like uh, job on yeah. this podcast. You're, you're going to keep pushing that boulder up. It's never going to get to the top. It might. Fucking way. There's, there's no way I'm ever going to do a silver podcast, so there's no way you're ever going to keep me in line on this podcast. There's always hope. No, because yeah. I'm never sober, so good fucking luck. Yeah. We do kidnap me from work. Going to replace your beer with Oduel someday. <clears throat> I'll know. I'll know the difference. No, it'll still taste like alcohol. Yeah, but I, I won't get drunk, and after four of them, I'll be like, nah, this ain't real beer. Give me a whiskey. Mm-hmm. Do I, I publish that as like a you know, 14-minute podcast until you figure it out, and then that's, bam, right there. And then the last 15 minutes is me just, like, breaking shit in the house. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? You give me my alcohol. <laughs> I need that to live. It's my venom. I'm like Bane. But yeah, this is the A to Z podcast. We talk about all things pop culture, movies, video games, uh, TV shows, books, the music. Yeah, a little bit. Anything funny that happens? Sports, every once in a while. Sports, uh, depending on how we feel. We like to just yeah. get everything in there. We we both have very large uh, uh, dicks, oh. and because of that, we like to bring <laughs> that BDE on podcast. Yeah. yeah, we get that big dick energy in this uh, podcast. It's no, quite just, the opposite. We're we're both tiny. I that think. is true. Yeah. Me and you both just have a huge uh, like. Uh, what's the yeah. word? We just the. The scope of what our interests are oh, for yeah, yeah. both of us is just insane. We're into like so much shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody that likes that would never like something. Like, oh yeah, I, I do. I, yeah, no, I can talk to you about that for about an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's my shit. It's mm-hmm. like you're like sitting in a football game. Somebody's like, "Fucking D and D, that's stupid." Like, oh, I have three characters in D and D, bro. Yeah, let me pull up D and D Beyond here and show you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, check, check this shit out. I got yeah. the. It was free to download on my iBooks. I got the player's manual right that's here. Right. It's fucking awesome. Well, that's fine, but there's no way you're into musicals then. It's like, oh yeah, no, I was in them a couple of times actually. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. I think that's part of the reason that we've been friends for so long. Yeah, is just that we both kind of match each other on the wide range of just shit that we're into. And you like hanging out with old people. That is true. Yeah, you are quite fucking old. You get along with them better than you do people your own age. I think that is true. Yeah. I mean, that's how I prefer to like drink and shit like that. Is I like to go to bars and I want to be the youngest one there. Yeah, I mean. I guess I can't say anymore because I'm going to be 28 in like two months. But... One foot in the grave. I know. I can't wait. <clears throat> Fucking waiting, man. I don't know. Once I get past the 27, because it's the 27 club, right? Yeah. So if I get to 28, I'm going to live. I'm gonna age like Betty White at that point. I'll just never fucking die. I like it. Got on my partying out of the way. Now I just drink. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. I'll be recording this shit when I'm 110. With my... Clone. With your son. <laughs> You're going to have a kid and I'm going to make him still fucking host this podcast. <laughs> I'll just be on like a ventilator. You can hear the background yeah. like, boop, tsh, boop, tsh. <laughs> tell them, tell them about the time I made your dad laugh because I screamed, you don't know what pain is, bitch. <laughs> boop, tsh, boop, tsh. Uh, 
excellent callback. You said you don't remember these. <laughs> I remember that one because that was one of the few times I got like a legitimate laugh out of you. <laughs> I was so proud. Yeah. You broke me. <laughs> I, I did get a pretty good break in there. To be fair, it was towards the end of the podcast. We had to put about two hours in at that point. Yeah. And it had been a long day for both of us. Even I had had enough beer to get me over that limit, so... To finally laugh at me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I demand a six drink minimum in any of my shows. Oh, okay. You know, my shows that don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been on stage in like three years. The ones that play in your head. Set six years now? Seven years? I think yeah. it's six years now at this point Probably. That, that I haven't done a It was in the dead zone. Show. We weren't really close when you were doing no, that. No, I wasn't really close with that. Otherwise anybody. I would have. I would have showed up, you know. Oh yeah, no, I I know that. That was uh that was during some like I'm not gonna say dark times for oh, yeah. me, no. but they were they were rough times for. Yeah. I was doing a little bit of too much co- cocaine and definitely partying too hard and hanging out at places I should have been hanging out at, and then also trying to do stand up comedy. Yeah. I forgot you're not supposed to get your addictions until after you get successful. Uh, That's where I fucked up. Probably should have done a little less lines and written a little bit more lines. Ooh. That's what I should have done. Okay, write that down. Fucking. If you could ever talk to 16 year old Zach. Tell him to stop being such a queer. Yeah, he, would, know. he wouldn't listen to That's you. That's what my uh, dad would say. <laughs> Talk to 16-year-olds. I was like, God, I get that fat. We would be like, switch to vodka and waters. Don't <laughs> drink the beers. There's too many calories. I don't know why I'm a ghost if I'm a time traveler, mm. but I don't, it just works. That's the only way you'd get through to him. <laughs> I would believe it. Yeah. <laughs> like, guess what? We're never going to be Batman. It's not going to happen, pal. Neither of us is ever going to quit drinking. 16-year-old Zach's like, I do like to drink. That is fair. Like, guess what? We're also not that funny. And we're not talented enough to be an actor. Go to college. Get an actual trade. <laughs> be able to make money, you fucking idiot. You already tuned him out. 16-year-old Zach isn't listening. Whatever, nerd. He's just rolling a joint. <laughs> fucking tell me how to live, you fat fuck. <laughs> you even lift, bro? Yeah. Come on, bro. Like, the fuck, man? You're not hitting any cardio? Jesus. That sucks. I'm going to go bang. I'm going to go finger blast some whore. <laughs> I like the idea of that's how I talked when I was 16. Yeah, bro, you didn't fucking know me, dog. Like, fuck. Yeah. Anyway, I got a shift at the movie theater I got to go to. Peace. Yeah. Fucking dickhead Varble's making me close again. Fuck. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to get high first, though. We hate that guy. <laughs> fucking old prick. The guy's like 40 years old, bro. Like, how do I even hang out with that guy? I probably just be like any movies that I like. And I'm like, Evil Dead. Start a podcast now. Get in before the wave. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Maybe we'll make some fucking money. <laughs> Kevin Smith will never call you back. Stop DMing him. <laughs> well, you know what's really funny about me doing the time traveler voice? Is I'm waving my arms. And this is a totally audio podcast. And there is no video whatsoever. I can barely even see it. I, yeah. <laughs> You're barely watching it. <laughs> Oh, and that is why I am a failed comedian. Mm-hmm. But I am America's favorite. It's part comedian, of the voice. So. You can't do the voice until you do the hands. It, you know, it helps. Yeah. You might not believe me, but it does help. Oh, okay. I was, I was trying to make a joke. Oh, no. It oh. actually helps. All right. Try, try doing that voice, and then try doing that voice with your arms, like, waving. Okay, hang on. Tell I'll me put the mic easy. down. Yeah, well, no. we'll try it on break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I was going to say, do you, want, do you want me to hold the mic for you? Let me Ooh. try it. Maybe. There. All right. Give it, give it to me. And now try it. I'm Zach from the future. Yeah. I'm Zach. Oh wow! Yeah, See, that, that, it makes it easier yeah. for some reason. Even two words in, I could tell. Yeah, because okay. your your first one, you sound like Keanu Reeves in Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Forgot he was in that. Oh, it's fucking amazing. The uh, Gary Oldman one. Luckily, he wasn't Dracula. Yeah. I'm not talking shit on Keanu yeah. Reeves in any yeah, way. Still, the, the accent was a little. Oof. I'm one of his biggest fans. However, could you imagine Keanu Reeves, especially at that point where he looked like he was still 17, as Dracula, like Ugh. coming out of the fucking <laughs> the yeah. coffin, and just being like, "I am Count Dracula." <laughs> yeah. Because he just got done filming fucking Bill and Ted. Right. <laughs> he's probably still got the uh, Bogus Journey came out yeah. like a year before that. He's yeah. got the flannel shirt still tied around his waist, and he's got a cape on at the same time. Bro, I am Count Dracula. <laughs> Watch yourself. Van Helsing, you don't want any of this. <laughs> and cut. Yeah, I was reading the script. I'm going to do Point Break next. So. Yeah, yeah. I got to work with fucking Swayze, guys. What do you think about that shit? Patrick Swayze? We're talking Roadhouse Swayze? I was going to do this shit. <laughs> I got oh. to surf. Oh, my God. It's Gary Oldman. Bro, loved you in Fifth Element. <laughs> oh, wait. That was me talking to Gary Oldman. Yeah, Never yeah. mind. Sorry. This is me talking to Gary Oldman. Hey, you were probably the best part of the Nolan verse, just so you know. You were the only one who was correctly cast in that fucking movie. Or all three of them. Congratulations, Mr. Oldman. <laughs> I guess, uh, what's his name? Aaron Eckhart wasn't a terrible Harvey Dent. Yeah. He almost would have been a better Batman with that fucking shin of his, though. Like, fucking crack iron of that motherfucker. I'm trying to think of another, like, lesser character that was alright. Let's see. What's her name who played Catwoman? She was atrocious. Yeah. yeah. She really can't act, though. Let's be honest here. Morgan Freeman was good, but that was not really Lucius Fox. No, it was a little yeah, different. See, that was always one of my biggest complaints of the Nolan movies is that Lucius Fox had such a big role. We're like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Lucius Fox. Lucius Fox didn't invent the Batman. <laughs> yeah. Lucius Fox came in once the Bat family started happening, and Batman was like, look, I can't make fucking everything, and you're also smart. Get your fucking ass over here and help <laughs> me build some shit. Fuck. Here's some blueprints. Build this motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, with the Morgan Freeman one, he's also a little bit too old. Yeah. But granted, everybody was a little bit too old in that movie, too. Because, I mean, like, Batman Begins, Christian Bale looks like 40. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, aren't you just coming back? Like, aren't you supposed to be, like, 28 at this point? It's like, I trained with a bunch of ninjas. I've learned the ways of the shadows. The only thing they taught me, the only thing they didn't teach me was how to disguise my voice. But I found a better way to do it. Anyway, let me smoke the cigarette and get a Jack Daniels in. Where are the other drugs going? <laughs> or my favorite line, swear to me. <laughs> I still yell that, like, jokingly every now and then. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just fun to do. <laughs> like, swear to me. <laughs> you just tried so hard. <laughs> so that's what that feels like. So that's what that feels like. He's always, like, out of breath when he's doing the Batman voice for <laughs> yeah. some reason. And the last thing I want to think of when it comes to my Batman is him being not physically fit enough to do the Batman shit and just be like, oh, God, that was a lot of, that was a lot of thugs. Right, where's the trigger? Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. That was a lot of thugs there. Just give me a minute. Oh, boy. Oh, this is a lot of armor I'm wearing. Oh, get time here. I got to make Lucius put some ventilators in here. <laughs> I got fucking ball soup, Gordon. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting in ball soup right now. Oh, boy. Ooh. Oh. You, you need some oxygen? Oh, no, I'm going to get there. It's okay. <laughs> Just got to stitch. Oh, got to stitch on the side. Oh, boy. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, let's do this. Where's Bane? <laughs> Where's the bomb? 
You're gang of psychopaths. <laughs> you were excommunicated by a gang of psychopaths. <laughs> There's something funny about the way he says psychopaths in that uh, little bit in Dark Knight Rises. Where he's like, you were excommunicated by a gang of psychopaths. It's, again, he's just like running out of breath. and It, 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 it's, it always makes me giggle. I, I actually made myself a little lightheaded from doing all those deep breaths. <laughs> <laughs> so now you know how it feels like. No, so that's what that feels like. <laughs> I'm gonna do one episode of just that voice. That's what I'm gonna do whenever we do our post Joker watch party. Oh. I'm just gonna do it full uh, Christian Bale Batman voice. Okay. Or I'll do half that and then half Bane voice. I haven't decided yet. Depends on how much I drink. We'll find out. Stay tuned to find out more. Ooh. This little teaser. Help you out there. That's how marketing works, my dude. I don't know. What do you think? You got anything? What's been going on with you? Um. Not a whole lot. Mentioned uh, new computers on the way, Excellent. so that's exciting. Uh, nothing, nothing too crazy. I'm not looking really for a game machine. I've got the Xbox and PS4, so I can. True. I'm, I'm more of a console gamer, really. Same. Yeah, but it should help with these, and uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. This thing's really outdated. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even have like a actual computer. I just have a laptop. Oh really? My house okay. is really all I got. In my guest bedroom, if I cleaned it out, it is kind of like a perfect way to, like, a perfect place to set up, like, a streaming, like, studio where I could do, like, Twitch or something like that. Mm-hmm. The only problem is that I suck at a mouse and keyboard, so I mm-hmm. just have to be funny. And as we know from anyone who's watched these uh, or listened to these podcasts, I'm not great at that either. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe I can, like, work out more and get hot and just get a bunch of gay guys to send me money. That like might a, work. I'd, I'd, I'd be okay with that. Or... I can trick Emma into doing it. Giving you money? No, just to have her oh. stream. Like, oh, okay. Get her fucking tits up, make her play Overwatch. It doesn't matter if she's good or not. Just get her fucking titties in the fucking frame. Just, get just make her play Overcooked, and then you play Overwatch and just stream it over her. I don't know. It's actually pretty fun when me and her play Overcooked. We <laughs> scream at each other. We oh, get yeah? fucking mad. Oh, yeah. Oh. It looks like Hell's Kitchen to that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, Where's my sushi? <laughs> you fucking donkey! <laughs> Why the fuck we had 40 seconds left and you didn't even get a plate ready? It's like, you ain't got a fucking plate? You can't do any goddamn dishes? <laughs> then I hit her, and then we play Overcooked. Mm. So, oh. No. No. But I'm coming her. Got that bit. Can't be having that. I just need, like, a fucking, like, clown horn. I would love to have one. <laughs> be like, smell this flower. Was that gas? I don't know. Which which Joker am I? You, you yeah. tell me. Joaquin. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Because he's a failed comedian? Mm-hmm. I think of myself as more as a Hamill Joker. Because mm. he's awesome. I don't think you're manic enough for that. Nice, that's fair. I think I'm more of a... Oh, fuck, I forget who voiced the Joker in the Dark Knight movie. The Dark Knight Returns, the animated one. Oh. He's kind of a smaller known guy, but he did yeah. a really good job. Those movies were good. Actually, I think I made you watch those, didn't I? Mm, Where uh, Peter Weller plays uh, Batman. It's on the DCU. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can just watch them on there. There we go. Oh, they're so fucking good. I did catch up on Harley Quinn. Pretty good, right? Yes. Dude, King Shark, I love him. He's (laughs) my favorite. (laughs) He'd be fucking fantastic. I've I've never heard of that character before, and he's amazing. (laughs) He is is technically a character. You don't see him a lot. Yeah, he doesn't get used very often. He was fucking hilarious in that one. Oh, yeah. How fucking great was the episode where they go into Harley's mind, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> was that not, like, one of the funniest shits ever? <laughs> that has one of the best lines as well. 
where she's like watching the memory of the Joker pushing her into the chemical. She's like, that's where that bleached asshole pushed me into the chemicals and bleached mine. <laughs> <laughs> also, the Frankie Muniz bit yeah. in that is hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, seriously, guys. I, I know we say this a lot on this episode or on this podcast. If you're not, uh, if you haven't bought the DC Universe app yet, do it. Yeah, it's worth it. I mean, it's worth it just for the Harley Quinn show. And then you get all the Justice League on there. You get the Batman animated series, which is the greatest iteration of Batman ever. You get a shit ton of comics. There's a lot of good shit on there. You get the Swamp Thing, which is mm-hmm. apparently pretty good that we haven't watched yet. We're going to yeah. get to eventually. We got to, yeah. I have to watch the Joker first. Yeah. And we have to watch uh, Titans, at least season one. Oh, okay. Oof. At least season one. Yeah. They somehow got a second season. Third. Oh, God. It was greenlit. Does no one listen to this podcast? <laughs> No, we already decided. That's right. We talked about that several times already. (laughs) But yeah, no, the Harley Quinn uh, animated show is, I mean. I I was upset when it stopped. I was like, oh, they're still going. I forgot. I almost try to stop myself from watching it weekly because I I know I'm going to want to watch it again. And then if I just watch the new episode, I start it over. Oh, really? Like, I don't yeah. want to do that every time. So like, I, I I almost try to wait a couple weeks so I can have at least two episodes to watch. Mm-hmm. But it's so good, man. It really is. And I mean, I had a little bit of, you know, I was a little cautious about it when it was first uh, announced mm-hmm. and things like that. But, uh, uh, what's her name? Kaylee Cuoco? Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. how you say it? Kaylee Cuoco? So. Yep. She is, uh, you would know her best as the blonde chick from the Big Bang Theory, I guess is like her big thing. I don't yeah. know if she's been anything else. Uh, those commercials with William Shatner where she played his daughter. Oh, that's fair. Travelocity <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, she voices Harley Quinn in the Harley Quinn animated uh, show, and she is fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, hits the voice perfectly, has really good comedic timing. Mm-hmm. I know part of that is, you know, the writing and everything, because the writing is just top-notch in that show. You She's can tell they're fans of DC. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a really cool thing with Kaylee Cuoco, apparently, is that when she got that role... Like, she knew she kind of liked Harley Quinn, but she didn't know a lot about it. She got that role and read everything she could find about Harley Quinn. No shit. Yeah, she wanted to do as best she could with that character. Oh, nice. And I respect that a lot. And I think she does a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also, it is surprisingly funny. Like, oh, yeah. you almost sleep on it. It's that kind of funny where you're like, there are punchlines in that that hit you about four beats later. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, it'll happen. You're like, huh? Wait. Wait, do they just <laughs> fuck? You're like, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and they really stretch their limits too. Like it, it's definitely an adult cartoon yeah, for no, sure. That that thing is definitely rated R. Yeah, and they do some great shit too. Oh yeah, oh my god, it's so good. I haven't watched the newest episode yet with uh, what's her name, the Queen the, of Fables. Yeah, the Queen of Fables. I haven't mm-hmm. seen that one yet. Yeah, that was the last one I just watched, so I got all caught up. Okay, perfect. The only thing that sucks, they don't have an app on the PlayStation. They still don't. As far as I know, they don't. Wow. I'm going to double check. I just plug my HDMI cable into my laptop and just play it off that. Okay. That way I can watch it on my TV. Yeah. Oh, just talking through burps like a fucking animal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got it on uh, Xbox for downstairs, and then uh, it's on my Amazon Fire Stick upstairs. So. Okay, right on. Is there an app for it on Amazon? Mm-hmm. Shit, because I, I have an Amazon app on my TV. That's where I watch all my Prime. Oh, okay. Maybe I just see if I can find it through that instead. I'll have to do that when I get home tonight. Thank you for that, buddy. I'm going to do that. But yeah, guys, seriously, get D- get DCU. I think you get a free month with it anyway when you sign up. I think so, yeah. If you can't find something that you like on there, at least one thing, honestly, 
turn this podcast off then because you're not going to enjoy this podcast either. I just, we just lost everyone. You, you clearly, good job. you clear good because I don't want them here because they hate fun and they don't enjoy you know creativity or art or good stories. So fuck them. Oh, you're talking about DC. I thought you're talking about us. I was like, they we are none shoot of those. My butthole. <laughs> yeah, but we talk about DC a lot, so mm, that's I think true. It counts. I'm gonna I'm gonna slide it on the coattails, yeah. my dude. I do have a couple topics on it. So excellent. Let's see what was it three weeks ago. We recorded an episode that unfortunately got lost, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. But I wanted to kind of circle back around, because I always do my end-of-year list for right. movies. And this year actually happened to also be the end of the decade. So we actually went on a pretty good run. I think it was about 45 minutes or so of a lot of back and forth. You and Emma had a list together. Oh, yeah. No, we had a lot to you talk liked about. Each year yeah. and... We were each kind of pointing stuff out. Mm-hmm. No, there was, was a good back and forth. It's a real bummer we can't get there. Really because there was some good... There were yeah. some good points made. I wasn't joking around. I think it really was one of our better episodes we've done. No, but... 100%. I, just, I don't remember much of it. Yeah. it was... <laughs> There's a lot of pre-gaming in that one. Probably. I pre-gamed for about four hours, yeah. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. So, But uh, I do have my list still, so I was going to just go over that real quick. Please do. Uh, and uh, feel free to chime in. Watch oh, anything yeah. that you happen to remember. I always if do. If it sparks uh, anything with you. So. I always do. Could not bring myself to put these in any order. So I just did them by year of release. Okay. But these are my top ten favorites of the 2010s. And we started off with uh, one that's not too popular. I didn't see it on a lot of other people's lists. And I didn't exactly expect to because it's just really kind of unique to me. Mm. I laugh my ass off every single time I see it. I had to put a comedy on here. I felt, man, this one just it blew all the others away for me. And it's McGrooper. From 2010. I actually do like Groover. There's just something about it, man. I, if it's on, I, I watch it. It's, I, it's I can't somehow, help it hits like the perfect line of cringe comedy mm-hmm. where you're like, I shouldn't laugh at this, yeah. but it's so fucking stupid. Yeah, I gotta this is fucking so laugh. Goddamn stupid. It's I so dumb it. that yeah. you have to laugh at it almost. Yeah. No, it's actually pretty good. They knew exactly what they were doing writing on Yes, 100%. Yeah. No, it's a very self aware comedy, which mm-hmm. is which makes it a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Val Kilmer is the evil guy. <laughs> the evil guy. And it's mm-hmm. like fat Val Kilmer, yeah. too, which oh, yeah. is like always sad to see, mm-hmm. but still funny somehow. Yeah. And yeah. it also hits my uh, my other passion, the WWE, his whole wrestler team at the oh, beginning that's right. that dies yeah. in the <laughs> yeah, very He gets like, killed off immediately. Yeah. And so we have to go recruit a different team. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, that, that joke kind of gets reused in Deadpool 2 as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. clearly not that bad of a joke. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, no, I remember the first time I saw Gruber because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I kind of remembered the skits from SNL, but yeah, I was fairly young when that was going on. So, like, yeah. I'm sure, you know, I'd seen him, but I didn't really remember him that well. Yeah. And that was kind of a low period from SNL, too. Right. Like, it wasn't as popular then. No, not at all. But, um... And I didn't see it in theaters, but I was over at my buddy's house. He was living with his older brother at the time. And I was like maybe maybe 19 is like is the oldest I would have been. Yeah. And we had the night before there had been a really bad like snowstorm coming in. So we all just decided to stay there. It was me, my buddy Jake and Nick. And we ordered Chinese food, got as drunk and high as possible, played Mario Kart all night. And then woke up like fell asleep at 4 a.m., woke up at 7 and we're just kind of like flipping through the TV, and MacGruber was starting. So we watched that, and I mean, laughed so fucking hard oh. the entire time. For the next six months, we, we would make the turkey joke constantly. We <laughs> went for the turkey, gobble, 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 with the fucking throat rips. <laughs> it, is, it is a perfect, like, self aware, stupid cringe comedy where mm-hmm. it's like, it's so dumb, you have to laugh at it. You There's really just do. Nothing you could do. It's almost, I think, um, 
not to talk too much about it. Yeah, I no. think it's kind of what they were going for when they made that Holmes and Watson movie with oh, really? Will Ferrell and, and uh, uh, what's his name, John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they were trying to do when okay. they wrote that movie, the Holmes and Watson. I think they were trying to do kind of a MacGruber thing where it's like, let's make this as dumb as possible. People have to laugh. And then just nobody was very funny on the writing team of that movie, so it didn't work out as well. Okay. But MacGruber's a very funny movie. Yeah, that movie's it. awesome. I had to throw it in there. I, I just I can't help it. I love it so much. Totally fair. Uh, moving on to nothing in 2011 that really stuck out to me. Moving on to 2012, I had Moonrise Kingdom. So I'm a big, oh, yeah. big Wes Anderson yeah. fan, and oh, that course, one just, of course. I really think it might be my tops of anything he's directed. For Wes Anderson? Yeah, I really, really think so. Yeah. Okay. I know a lot of the early stuff is, you know, really classic and everything, but this one just really hit, uh, hit really good. I think the, oh, the yeah. love story with the kids was it's really very touching. Heartfelt. It's a very it really heartfelt is, flick. It could have been awkward. Like I was, I was worried about it at first. Like, is this going to seem too, you know, like pedophile? Yeah. Or a little too Weinstein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's all very classically done. Really believable. I mean, we all were, you know, in that kind of situation growing oh, up. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. Like, I kind of like you. I don't know what to do, you know? No, it, it really then, does show you just how much of an artist that Wes Anderson is with yeah. that flick. And as always, the sets are just beautiful. Mm-hmm. He gets top-notch performances from everybody. That's the first one Ed Norton came on board. Yeah, that's the, right, the, yeah. The Cub Scout leader. And... Yeah, he's really, he's actually really funny in <laughs> yeah, that, too. he is. Uh, I don't know. I just I really liked it a lot. I always just like, with, like, Wes Anderson, he might be the smartest man when it comes to framing a scene that's ever existed in cinema he can frame scenes in such a way mm-hmm. that it's super simplistic and it will stick with you for years oh, yeah. like there are scenes you can just like you'll see just like a one shot and you're like oh that's that movie mm-hmm. like immediately you just call it and so many great like natural pans mm-hmm. like you know the characters are staring off of something, commenting on it, and then you just get that natural yeah, pan over to what they're seeing. Yeah, exactly yeah. they're looking at. And it's like that just heightens out the joke, and it's just, <coughs> oh, man, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, he, he, he does like a like a naturalistic kind of cinematography, mm-hmm. where it almost feels like you're there. It's, it's, it's almost like, I don't want to call it a point of view kind of cinematography, but it's close to it yeah. in a way. Yeah, no, I mean, Moonrise Kingdom's fan. That's a fantastic flick. I always, uh, I mean, I, everybody loves Wes Anderson. There's maybe seven people in the world who don't like Wes Anderson flicks. Mm-hmm. I always like, because uh, Royal Tenenbaums, that was Wes Anderson, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I always liked that movie a lot. I thought that one was, there's something really smart about that movie. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but there's just, it feels smart for some reason. When you watch that, you feel like, I'm, I'm, I'm watching art right now. <laughs> you should have like a glass of red wine while you're watching it. You're really sure. That one really gets to you, too. It's... Oh, the it's a heavy, it's a heavy movie. It gets dark on you, like yeah. real quick, mm-hmm. yeah, like out of nowhere too. You're just yeah, kind of yeah. like, oh, this is like a fun little like quirky Family, comedy, yeah. and then like all of a sudden you're like, what, what Whoa. the fuck? <laughs> it's like suicides and incest. Mm-hmm. It was like Game of Thrones all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Moonrise Kingdom. I mean, that is definitely if someone if you guys haven't seen that, definitely. I mean, turn this podcast off and go watch Moonrise Kingdom, then come back and turn it back on. Yeah. But Moonrise Kingdom is an amazing flick. Moving on, this is the first time I doubled down since we skipped 2011. I uh, got two from 2013. Excellent. And uh, first up... 2012 or 2013? 2013. 2013. Okay, okay, I got you. Yep. Tw- uh, 2012 was Moon- Moonrise Kingdom. That's correct. all you got. Okay, yep. cool. So first up in 2013, came out in April. It was the remake of Evil Dead. Excellent. Man, it was so good. That was a really We've good movie. We've talked about it so much here. We don't really yeah, need to I mean, talk yeah, on it too much. Yeah, we mentioned it a hundred times, but yeah. that was one where I had to tip my hat. You yeah. were correct. And I still say it's 
the best remake that anybody's done so far of an original property that already existed. I can't think of a better remake. Yeah. I, I mean, not off the top of my head. I think you're right on that, bud. It was so good. So, yeah. If you like horror at all, definitely check it out. Yeah. Or if you're just an Evil Dead fan. Especially if you're an Evil Dead yeah, fan like I that. was, yeah. where I was an asshole and was like, fuck, you fucking watch a remake of fucking Evil Dead. It's a perfect movie anyway. Fuck you. <laughs> watch it. It's it's good. Trust mm-hmm. me. It took Varble like six months to talk me into it. It really did. And he was right. I'm going to cut that out and put that on the soundboard. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> Farvel was right. <laughs> and then I know you're going to agree with me on the next one. It's the other 2013 movie in my top 10 of the decade, The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, God. So many great performances. So entertaining. Everybody's so good in that. They really are. That is real. That's something Scorsese's always been good about is mm-hmm. letting actors act. Yeah. And sort of just letting a performance come through. Yeah. There's been a lot of controversy apparently lately because I saw this on a, quite a few people's top ten of the decade, and there was some banter back and forth on different podcasts and stuff. Mm. There's a lot of people that think he's glorifying the lifestyle and everything. I'm like, no, he's satirizing it, man. Yeah, he's making fun of it. Yeah, the entire time. Like, no, a lot of people like turn it off and like got frustrated with it and disgusted by it because they oh, thought for he God's was. Sakes. No, like no, it, it couldn't be further from the truth, man. Like, he's making fun of it the yeah, entire time. Look at all like these the assholes. Point. You're not supposed to root for them like, at all. Look yeah. at how terrible these guys are. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he's gonna get his. Like you know, he goes to jail for this shit. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's full of comedy as well. Yeah. Like it, it's. I would almost call that movie a comedy. Yeah. There's a lot of jokes in there. There's a lot of really quick, you know, comedic setups and steps and things like that. Oh yeah. Now anyone who you know turned that off or got mad because it was glorifying whatever. Mm. Don't invite them to parties because they're not fun to hang around. They clearly just hate fun, and they can go fuck themselves as well. Exactly. How dare you talk about Scorsese that way? I'll smack you right in the teeth. Yeah, I was so mad. DiCaprio should have won the Best Actor award that year just for that Quaalude scene alone. Oh, my God. It is so good. <laughs> it's so good. He's trying to crawl, crawl yeah. up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Or even crawling into the Lamborghini before as he's leaving the club. Like, when he gets out of the Lamborghini <laughs> and he catches his foot when the fucking <laughs> the, the wing doors lift, he just, like, stretches. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just perfect. Oh. Although, I think still one of my favorite scenes from that is the first time that he fucks Margot Robbie. He's like, I fucked the shit out of her for about 15 seconds. <laughs> and he's like, rolls off her, just breathing heavy. He's like, ah. She's like, did you come? He's like, yeah, didn't you? She's like, no. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's just like breathing so heavy. <laughs> yeah, that, <clears throat> that movie is fucking great. And also, Jonah Hill is a treasure in that flick yeah for sure moving on to 2014 we're uh, halfway through here and i had to throw some mcu love in there and my favorite by far of any of the movies is guardians of the galaxy oh 100 yeah. percent. yeah that's probably the best one it really is the mcu if if nothing else then for the fact that you took a bunch of characters that even me as a marvel fan didn't know hardly jack shit about hardly anyone knew who and you care was. so much about them you don't get a bunch of fucking origin stories you don't get you know there's no no you just set them up in like 10 yeah. seconds let's go here's yeah. what's going on let's you have get, some fun you get with just it. the basic essence of every single one of them and it boils down like they build great characters out of it that's, and, that's and no point. time at all and it was so perfect yeah and then you they care so and, much about that group and then they, they fired him over fucking stupid tweets later on yeah he made like one of the most perfect superhero movies ever yeah Guardians is amazing, and uh, what's his name, the director? Peter Gunn. Peter Gunn, from St. Louis, gotta pump him. He is the man, 
Marvel can suck my dick for firing over some bullshit joke tweets from mm-hmm. fucking six years ago. He made probably your best movie you've had. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you fucking corporate cunt. Moving on to 2015. This movie just shocked the hell out of me. I went into it like, okay, this is going to be a pretty good movie. You know, I'm, I'm going to prepare myself to be entertained. Kind of turn my brain off a little bit because it's a, it seemed to me like a big dumb action flick. Right. And it really is. It's a, it's like adrenaline liquefied and just shot straight into your veins. <laughs> it's Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, fuck yes. Dude, Fantastic. wire to wire, you were just eyes glued to that fucking Fantastic screen. Fantastic And movie. it's beautifully shot. The practical effects over CGI is just insane. That some I will of those, always support that. Some choice. of those car stunts that he got on film. It's like amazing. I yeah. What about the guy who had a fucking triple neck guitar with a flamethrower attached to it exactly. while he was running through the desert? Yeah. The fact that that was in anybody's brain makes me happy. Strapped that into exists. bondage gear on the front <laughs> <of> <laughs> bondage gear and shit. Yeah. See, I can. Anytime I talk about how great Mad Max Fury Road is, everyone kind of puts a little grain of salt to it mm. because it has my boyfriend in it. Yeah. Tom Hardy, who's an amazing actor and super gorgeous and so go. jacked. Mm-hmm. But that being said, that movie's fantastic. And I'm like, I was a little nervous about watching that just because I was a huge Mad Max fan. Oh, yeah. Because like Mad Max and then The Road Warrior are fucking fantastic movies. I mean, granted, you get to like Thunderdome and you're a little still fun flicks. Mm-hmm. They're a little, but they're not as good as the other two, but they're still good movies. But I love Road Warrior. That's a fucking fantastic movie. Fury Road came out, and then I was a little iffy on it until I heard about how much he wanted to use practical effects, and I was like, I'm in. We're good. Yeah. And then I was right. That movie is mind-blowingly good. Oh, yeah. Super entertaining. And also, like... And it holds up so well, too. Like, repeat oh, viewings. Yeah, it does. I watched it, like, two, like, I don't know... Four months or four weeks ago, maybe mm-hmm. I watched it just because I was flipping through something to watch. I had nothing to do, and I just saw Mad Max Fury Road. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Hit the button on like Amazon or whatever. And it was like, "You want to resume where you were? Or start from the beginning." I'm like, start from the fucking beginning. Want to watch it again? Let's go. Start them up, bitch. Yeah. Let's roll. <laughs> so good. And then I had to throw some sci-fi on here. I'm a big science fiction fan, of course. And this movie it really wowed me whenever it came out. This is 2016. And this is Arrival. I don't think I, saw, I ever saw that. Oh, really? No, oh, top, I can't think of it off the top of my head. So if I did see it, I yeah. don't remember it. You're going to really enjoy it. Okay. So, uh, Amy Adams is like a speech pathologist, a linguist. I mean, I, she, I like to uh, look at her. So I'm yeah. cool with that. <laughs> she uh, is essentially kidnapped by the government and forced to help them translate alien transmissions because uh, contact has been made. Oh, Aliens are here on Earth, and we need to try to figure out why. Oh my God. And there's a bunch of backstory with her family and family issues that pull into it, too. And, and they're aliens. No. Damn, but, I, yeah. thought, I thought I was going to call yeah, it a big twist. That would have been cool if you had. Just, it just watch your face <laughs> drop. Just be like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> no, but it is really cool. And some of the, the shots in that are just beautiful, too. It's really good cinematography. Who uh, directed that? Uh, that's uh, Denny Villeneuve. He did the Sicario. Oh, okay. And, uh, S- the Sicario Blade Runner, is an Blade Runner movie. 2049. That, that, that was an okay movie. Uh, I'd rather just watch the original Blade Runner. But, uh, but Sicario, that's all you had to say was Sicario. Yeah. We're, we're good. And uh, his next project, he's doing Dune. Ooh. And I'm pretty excited about that. I think that'll be pretty good. Fuck yeah. 
but yeah, that's a really good movie. You need to check it out. Man. Yeah, no, I'll have to watch it. It's really somewhere. touching, and it's another one that just really holds up on repeat viewing. It just you get so much more deeper into it. You're like, oh my god, this thing from the end they were teasing it the it whole comes time. Back yeah. here, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's you one get of those to movies. See yeah, the little pieces are there the entire time if you pick up on it. Yeah, one of those movies that's like so smartly written that you have to like immediately start watching it again when you finish it because you're like. They were fucking playing this little goddamn time. Yeah. You sons of bitches. Exactly. Yep. You fucking genius sons of bitches. That's beautiful, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I want, I want to watch that with you sometime. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, uh, I just, I had to throw it in there. It's it's so good. It's so rewatchable. John Wick Chapter 2. Fuck from yeah. From 2017. You put any John Wick on there. And you I'm really like, could. Agree I, with you. And I was kind of flipping between all three of them. And I'm like, yeah, I still like two the best, I think. it's It's got the right amount of two backstory. My... And you get a little, you know, get a little deeper into that world of the yeah. Continental. And... What, are, like, what are the odds? Just talking about John Wick here, because I'm, I'm sure. a huge fan of those movies. Right. Um, what are the odds that just this, I mean, honestly, the first John Wick movie when you go there, you think it's just going to be like an action movie. Mm. The world building and John Wick is, it's better than I would say 85% of movies that are out that are trying to build worlds right now. It's up there. Yeah. And it's, and like, it's so subtle. They it's don't exceptionally subtle. That's the funniest yeah. thing. And it's not even what you're there for. Yeah. You're, you're there to watch him like fucking arm bar dudes and shoot exactly. him the fucking head. And then yeah. it's like, this amazing world building is going on behind you. There's no back and forth exposition. You don't even realize yeah. it, it's so good. You don't realize it's happening until you watch like you're halfway through the second one. And you're yeah. like, Oh, that's the guy who takes it. Why the fuck do I know that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're all of a sudden like, they just like, subliminal message me into like yeah. fucking knowing what this shit is yeah. that's how fucking smart yeah, they like are everything like they, they bring in like the blood pack thing with the medallion and like oh yeah yeah, yeah like, this makes perfect sense and like, of course because i mean because be, be, because of with the coins here yeah, yeah, yeah. i can see why that yeah, you're, you're that. connecting dots that you, they didn't even mention where well, there was a dot there exactly. like, oh yeah that, that makes sense <laughs> then, then the movie's over and you're asking <laughs> yourself like why the fuck do i know this yeah. what is what <laughs> i only watched this movie like three times yeah. <laughs> what the fuck yeah now, that's how subtle and smart they are with that world building. They just, you're just, they like, just wrap a little warm blanket it. around you and kind of pull you in. It's like, yeah. Oh, so those, all three of those movies are just so good. Oh, I could yeah. watch John Wick on a loop for mm-hmm. the next seven months and enjoy it every yeah, time. Would absolutely. never get tired of it. Yeah. Probably still cheer out loud yeah. like I did the first time I watched it. Oh, yeah. I held off on 2019 because... It felt a little too recent, and I was already planning on doing as I said. I, I yeah, do my top ten list of every year. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So I was like, eh. and I just I hate putting something that I saw that recently on something that's the best of the decade. Right. Uh, that seems a little pretentious to me, but I did double down on 2018, and I I I'll defend myself to the grave. Both of these movies are excellent. Oh, I can't wait and, to argue. Uh, the first one is Hereditary. It's still one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. Is that it's, the one with uh, Adrian Brody? No. Not splice is what I was thinking after. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Ari Aster. This is the one with <clears throat> Tony Collette. That's right. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I mentioned that on a podcast last year or well, two years ago now. Uh, whenever I first saw it, and it just it really moved me. And that's the one I said I had to sleep with at night. Like that's like right. Three yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I'm a fucking grown man, <laughs> and I had to sleep with a nightlight because I was seeing things in the shadows and freaking myself out, and I couldn't go to sleep. Oh god, I gotta watch it, but I can't watch it with Emma though. That's a bummer. Know, yeah, because she already has that problem where she 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 she. she, yeah. she, she... The worst at podcasting. <laughs> look, at, okay. look at the sound bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Caesar Milan over here. God damn it. <laughs> Calm and submissive. Calm and submissive. 
Anyway, Emma already sees things in the dark. Like I forget what there, there's a name for that. Mm. Like a just it's not a disorder, but it's like a thing. Right. So I definitely can't watch that with her. But yeah. I need to see it. That's probably why I haven't seen it yet. Is that I got to find a time like where I'm by myself. Right. So I've got a slight solution to that. I would like to watch it with you guys. And another reason why I like it so much, it does what all the really great horror movies do. It's not a horror film for like the first 85 minutes of that movie. Yeah. It's just a, a really slightly fucked up like family drama. Like this family right. has a lot of tension, a lot of back and forth. They don't really discuss stuff with each other. So there's a lot of under the skin stuff that kind of boil to the top at one point. Uh-huh. And then it fucking takes that turn. And it's a turn that's earned. They build towards it, and then you know it has some grounding in it, and then it just goes fucking bonkers just from like there until the end. This shit out. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh man, it's just so beautiful and so well done. And it's the it's his first film. He was written and directed by Ari Aster, and he's the one that went on to do Midsommar last right, year, which and, is like one of your favorite. Movies. Oh yeah, yeah, it's <clears> so good too. Like this guy, I will literally line up for anything that he directs or <laughs> writes from now until the end of time. Excellent. He, he's got it, man. He is so good. Uh, I gotta check it out. I gotta check it out for sure. Yep. Maybe we can set up like a like a projector, mm-hmm. and we'll do it outside in the middle of the day. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that'll keep Emma from getting too scared. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it would still do it. It's, it's gonna be... It's pretty terrifying. Okay, well, we'll watch it, but I'm gonna make her sleep here at your house that night, <laughs> so I can still get some sleep. <laughs> All right. We'll both be awake and, and sleeping together. Just... Yeah. Staring wide at each other. I'm a sociopath. I'll go straight to bed afterwards. I don't yeah. care. Like, what else? <laughs> and then the other one, it's, it's already a proven guarantee you're going to agree with me because we talked so much about this movie already. It's Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, so good. It's a comic book come to life. That's exactly what it is. That's really the best is. way to explain it. Yeah. And it also, it does such a great thing of building, like, a separate canon while not shitting on any of the extra like history of that character and in fact embracing the history of the character and the funniness of that character exactly. and things like that super smart exceptionally well done mm-hmm. voice acting is amazing yeah. has one of my favorite actors ever Nicolas Cage in it yeah. you get humor you get action you get humor, heart humor action heart everything that you want in a movie and especially in a super like in a superhero movie especially mm-hmm. Spider-Man it comes yeah. to Spider-Man who's like like he's he's almost more Boy Scout than Superman is, you know what I mean? Like, just about really. Spider Man's yeah. like the ultimate Boy Scout, where he's mm-hmm. just all like he just wants to take care of like friendly neighborhood. He's he, yeah, he's the friendly life. neighborhood Spider Man. It's it, it's kind of funny because you can almost like he's almost a mix of Superman and Batman, really. <laughs> where it's like because Batman has like the thing where he just you know he patrols Gotham, he fights the small crimes, mm-hmm. he wants to give the people of Gotham hope mm-hmm. and you know scare Sup- the criminals. Super smart, creating his own gadgets. Super smart, does all the stuff himself. Mm-hmm. You know, figures everything out himself. And then has all these special powers and wears red and blue even and does his best to be like the upstanding what he should be hero at all times. Mm-hmm. Had a very close uh, loved one of his get shot. Yeah. Raised by people that weren't his parents. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. He's almost like the perfect blend of Spider-Man or of Su- Superman and Batman. Yeah. Spider-Man. But yeah. End of the Spider-Verse. Yeah. You want to talk about like repeat viewing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would almost, like, just put that on... I, th- I think after it first got on Netflix, I fell asleep to it for about two weeks in a row. Yeah. I would just turn it on, and I would just fall asleep to it, because mm-hmm. I just w- could never get tired of watching that movie. That soundtrack, as the kids the say, it slaps. Yeah, yeah, the soundtrack is I- exactly fire and mm-hmm. as lit as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> and I'll still say it, it's, it's the best Easter egg after credits Oh, ever. my God. 
It's so good. I it's laughed my ass good. off in the theater. Lost my shit. People were staring at me because I have that oh, stupid laugh, and I just, so yeah. good. It's I, I, I cracked up. I lost it completely the first time I saw that. It's, 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 oh, God damn it. That, sh- that is, I, I might say this too often, that mm-hmm. is the perfect movie. Yeah. And the Spider-Verse is the perfect movie. It's everything that you want in a movie. And it's also a movie that anyone can watch. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like Disney made this term suck, but kids of all ages... But you don't have to be a kid to like that either. Just yeah. any human with eyes and ears that work, <laughs> you will enjoy this. At least part of it, yeah. Yeah. As as long as you have both halves of your brain working simultaneously and they, you know, are are fine, you will enjoy this flick. Yeah. I can guarantee that. As long as you're not like Phineas Gage with a fucking railroad spike through your goddamn head, I think you'll like this movie. Nice. I can almost guarantee it. Like, that movie's so good. They should have got cocky and, like, re-released it and been like, if you don't like this movie, we'll fucking pay for the ticket afterwards. It's, <laughs> like, just got so, this huge, just big dick, just right on the counter kind of fucking thing. <laughs> just was a big sweaty hog of this movie right here. Like, yeah, I dare you not to like this movie. I'll give you a million dollars you watch this and don't like it. Somebody sends it to ISIS. And then <laughs> Warner Brothers is now funding ISIS. <laughs> or Sony is now Sony funding is. ISIS. Well, that's my decade list. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and I'll be back with my 2019 list. That was an excellent list, by the way. Thank you. Fantastic. We'll see you soon. Yeah, we'll be right back, guys. Okay. This is a rambling episode, ain't it? Hey, little little, yeah. <laughs> we are running everywhere with this motherfucker. Yep. All right. All right, so we're going to get your top ten for just 2019 then now, that's right? That's correct, yeah. Excellent. Let's hear it. So <clears> I saw 36 movies in theaters <coughs> in 2019. No shit. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Right back up there whenever I was working at the theater, basically. Right, I know. Yeah, back I've to never watched again. more more movies than I was working at the theater. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. fucking yeah. why not? Got that AMC A-list, so you Hell get yeah. up to three movies a week on that for free. And then... I, I think I should try to watch more more movies this year. Yeah. I'll do my best. So I'll start off with, I thought I always do, the best older film that I first saw for the first time in 2019. Okay. So, you know, this is an older film, but I first saw it that year. Uh and that honor goes to Apocalypse Now. Oh, I saw the 40th anniversary release of the final cut. The uh, Redux or mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what you man, think? that movie is astounding. It's like, an amazing flick. I have no idea how they got some of those shots. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that the director and all the producers sold their soul to the devil, if I'm not mistaken. I this, can see is, that. Yeah. Is how they get that? Mm-hmm. But it's fucking, that's oh, such man. a good movie. It is great. Was it the full Redux? It's like four and a half hours long? or uh, No, it was the three hour, 15 minute cut. That's, okay, yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, that movie's good even with Brando trying to fucking ruin it the entire time. <laughs> he was so fat and drunk, he refused to learn his lines. And yeah. just was like being handed to them while he was doing his fucking scenes. I love how they like play with the light and try to just keep him in shadow as much as possible at the end. Because <laughs> he gained 60 pounds before yeah. they started filming the fucking thing. They fucking shaved his head and everything, yeah. <laughs> and he's supposed to be like an in-country fucking colonel who's just, you know, yeah. super... He, he should have essentially look like a skinny Rambo. Mm-hmm. He's so fat. <laughs> <laughs> he looks worse than he did in like the island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. <laughs> but that but his line said, delivery, like, oh, oh fucking nail. It. One of yeah. the best movies ever. You truly believe that he's nuts. <clears throat> oh yeah, hundred percent. And granted, he was. So. Um, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie though. Very, very method. I really need to read the uh, book that that's based off of. Yeah, Heart, Heart of Darkness. Yeah, I I want to read that a lot. Uh, but yeah, that movie is so good. Also gave us some of the best like just quotes of movies oh, ever. Yeah. 
I mean, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking Charlie Don't Surf. That was literally <laughs> the name of a chapter in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4. Oh, really? Yeah, like Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. Yeah. One of the missions you're on is literally called Charlie Don't Surf. Oh, like, that's awesome. That, Apocalypse <laughs> Now is so pop culture. It's not even funny. Yeah. That movie's so fucking good. Everybody's amazing in that. Yeah. It's really the wild meat. seeing Martin Sheen and that young, good shape. Yeah, that too. that young, that shredded, just yeah. like, oh, fucking great movie. And apparently, I was reading up on some stuff afterwards. <clears> like a lot of people really bag on the like narration part of that. I thought it was really cool. No, I think the it fits. That, you know, he's reading through the journal, and you get you know just him. Exactly. That's what you do when you read. You, yeah. You you read to yourself. You your voice is in your head. Yeah. So I, it makes sense to have it like that. I think. I think there are times where narr- narration is a little hokey and sucks. Mm-hmm. Definitely not in Apocalypse Now. That yeah. is, it, it fits well with. It. It's also delivered fantastically. Yeah, that's where you learn like, that's where you learn this like that's why Martin Sheen was able to get away with like really shitty stuff later mm-hmm. on because like oh he's just actually a really good actor like he's done terrible movies but the motherfucker can act <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, what a great fucking flick that oh, shit yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I watched it, I immediately ordered it on Amazon, and I have it on Blu-ray now, just so I can watch it Perfect. again. So yeah, it's, it's great. Now you you know who the uh, the Colonel Kilgore is, don't you? The one who's like Charlie Don't Surf and all that. Hmm. That's Robert Duvall. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Holy shit! I didn't recognize him. That is a very young Robert Duvall. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that is Robert Duvall. Wow. Okay. I kind of see it now. Yeah. I'm picturing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little uh little, little fun fact for you. Damn. One of my favorite war movies. Fantastic flick. I mean, just historical movie really yeah, is, is yeah. what it is. Definitely worth seeing. Anybody that hasn't seen it, definitely get out there and check it out. I mean, there's like... like the, just, it does take a long time. It, oh, it, it's a very long flick. It, <clears throat> it it drags in a few parts. There's some, there's some slowness to it, but it, I mean, that's like, like the 70s style, basically. Exactly. You know? I mean, you're, you're, you're going to have to... Time. you got to strap in a little bit for that movie. Yeah. But I was I was so glad that I saw it in IMAX. Like they re- oh, they were released it in the that IMAX at Edwardsville. Fucking, yeah. The soundtrack just knocks you out of your seat. Like it's so good. I mean, is there anything better with like with the fucking helicopters oh, yeah. coming out of the Ride of the fight? Valkyries? Yeah, the Ride of the Valkyries and just mm-hmm. You're fucking ready to go to war when you watch that movie. You're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's the exact opposite of how you should feel with that movie because it's an anti war flick. But yeah. you're like, fuck let's burn it down. Let's go, <laughs> motherfucker. Sign me up. It ain't me. Let's fucking roll. <laughs> We'll move on to the 2019 <clears throat> releases, though. Not the, the top ten best, but these are my top ten favorites. These yeah. are movies that I really enjoyed. And they're in no particular order, either. Uh, right? They are, actually. On these. Oh, you actually I, have these I ones do order, order these. Okay, right on. So, uh, Your ten favorite movies of 2019. Yep. And we're gonna that go you saw. Backwards order. Yeah that, yeah, that I've seen so far. So we're starting off with Ford versus Ferrari. That looks good. I want to see it. It was really neat. I'm, I'm not a car guy, as you know. I barely know shit about <laughs> driving or maintaining yeah, a car. Yeah, no, I, I figured that out whenever I had to back your car mm-hmm. off of the yeah. uh, cement block Culvert. that you got it stuck on <laughs> yeah. at, at Maker's house. Yeah. Yeah, thanks again for that. Oh, no problem. Minimal damage. I appreciate easy. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just scraped a little rust off. Yeah. Baby was fine. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I just remember telling you when you yeah. had to leave after that, where I was like, by the way, you start getting a headache while you're driving, mm-hmm. that means your exhaust has a hole in it. Pull over, roll, roll your windows down. Yeah. Give me a call. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like, call me because yeah. we're going to have to get this thing towed. <laughs> Yeah, it was really cool. And like uh, Damon and uh, Bale, yeah, do a great Bale, dude. Right, yeah. yeah, great job. Uh, it's a real. It's based on a true story too, and it's a really cool story yeah, as well. It was really neat. Yeah, uh, with the whole thing with like Ford getting into like the European Grand Tour, mm-hmm. thing, and that's where they got the Ford GT. I think it's the Ford GT forty four is what they're making in that because that's their actual race car. Because yeah. they sell the GT five hundred, which oh, is really? the um, civilian model of the exact same car. 
Oh, okay. yeah. Here, I'll actually show it to you real quick. Okay, uh, yeah. While you talk about the movie, if you want, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That was really good performances, and they they do enough like levity through it, and it's some really good humor, some back and forth between the two of them, and mm-hmm. uh, it really makes you feel for him because, man, everybody at the Ford company just really shit on uh, uh, Bale's character. I can't think yeah. of his name right now. The the driver of the car. Yeah. They just they did everything they could to try to make sure that he oh, wasn't driving and wouldn't be able to win. But this is I think this is the 2019 one. If okay. I'm not mistaken. Oh right wow! Here. Yeah, these are the. It's just yeah. a civilian version of the race car that they make, where mm-hmm. they put like actual headlights on it and give you like turn signals and stuff like that. You get about 700 horsepower out of these things. Wow! Yeah. You can buy them without <laughs> like all you have to show them is that you have a driver's license and they'll give you a 700 horsepower fucking car. Jesus! <laughs> I love this country. <laughs> It's fucking beautiful, man. Yeah, but the uh, movie's a lot of fun. Uh, it does something that I really enjoyed in that at one point, uh, Damon's character, Carol Shelby, takes oh, takes uh, Henry Ford Jr. out in the car mm. and then just balls to the wall, oh, races this track. Just, just opens it. And he's like so paralyzed with fear the entire time, just absolutely shaking and breaks down crying whenever he finally comes to a stop. Mm. It was just like, you know, the skidding sideways stop. Of, of course, course, yeah. Just barely missing like a stack of tires. Have to. And that really drove it home to me that these guys are going fucking fast. Oh, like, yeah. You don't really understand like, oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, he's going 200 miles an hour. But, no, this is 1963 and he's going 200 miles an hour in yeah. a piece of metal. You know, there's he's, no there's no protective me- measures in this. Not thing. just as he go 200 miles an hour, he's taking corners of probably 80, 85 miles an hour. Yeah. Something that would make most people uncomfortable on the highway going straight. Exactly. He's yeah. taking corners at, at 85, yeah. lighting up the tires, yeah. and the brakes are probably red hot, mm. literally red hot. Yeah, from, from doing that. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Was, Carol Shelby crazy. is <laughs> one of the smartest men to ever work. Like, do you know the whole story behind Carol Shelby? With like, because you know, do a little bit of his backstory, but not much. Because you've you've seen the whole like, you know, you've seen the Shelby Cobras and the Shelby Mustangs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, what his job became is that Ford would make a new Mustang, and then they would send it to Shelby, and then he would beef it up as much as he could. Make the motor as heavy as possible, get as much horsepower out of it as he could, make the brakes super strong, make everything just as fast, as mean, as loud, as just high performance as he could make it. Send that back to him, and then they would sell it as the Shelby Cobra or the Shelby Mustang and stuff like that. Like, it's a whole different type of Mustang. It's the same body and everything, but you just had one of the smartest guys to ever work on cars ever beef it up as much as possible. (laughs) And then they were just like, yep, there it is. That's the Shelby Mustang right there. Go ahead and buy it. And, nice. I mean, the Shelby Mustangs are fantastic. They, they have new ones of those coming out in 2019 mm-hmm. that, I mean, those also have, like, 600, 700 horsepower. Oh, wow. You can get them for, like, 42 grand, oh, yeah. 50 grand, something like that. Not Honestly, not that much money for what you're buying. And, again, you show them, yeah, I got a driver's license. I passed driver's ed when I was 16 years old. They're like, all right, here's the keys, man. Have a good time. <laughs> Thanks for coming fucking beautiful man like i don't know a lot about cars i know a decent amount and i like yeah. cars but mm-hmm. oh, fuck, yeah. i fucking love them man they're yeah. so much fun that's one you're, you'll like that movie definitely rent it whenever you can yeah, i'm very like i really wanted to see it when i first saw the first couple of, like i think i just saw a trailer pop up whenever i was like on youtube or something mm-hmm. when it was first coming out and i'm like that looks fucking i'm gonna have to check that motherfucker out that looks cool as shit yeah yeah so. it, it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed myself it was a lot of good time at the theater yeah that'll be one that i'll watch like uh if I have a day off and Emma doesn't or something yeah. like that, because I'm sure she's not going to give a shit about it. So I was like, yeah, I'll watch that at home with yeah. myself. And uh, Damon and Bale got a lot of the prestige from it, but 
underrated character. I can't think of his name right now, but played uh, Shane in Walking Dead and The Punisher. Oh, the Netflix show. Uh, fuck it. What is his name? God yeah. damn it. He was also Can't in the be. Pacific. Yeah, um, yeah. Shit, 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 shit. But you know who I'm talking about, at least. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking he about. He plays uh, Lee Iacocca. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's actually really good casting, too. Was, I like that. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, he, he does a very good job. He's a very good actor. Mm-hmm. Right, moving on. Uh, number nine on my list. Again, kind of feels a bit reductive since we already just talked about it, but it's John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Mm-hmm. You Fair. just you can't not put it on the list. Great it's name, so too. fun. Parabellum. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. All of it, I think, really. But yeah, yeah, so good. It just capitalizes a little bit more on everything they built on so far, and mm. leaves you open for another one. Still, have you heard that like they want to do another one? Uh, they want to do a female John Wick. Yeah, I heard and, something like, about that. Keanu's totally into it. He's yeah. like, "Fuck yeah!" And he's like, "Yeah, we can write that. That's yeah. fine." Yeah, which I kind of respect. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. He's like, it's John Wick. We're just yeah. trying to make good action movies. Share the spotlight. Fuck off yeah, I don't care. Fuck out of here. Keanu Reeves. I'm like the greatest man to live. Yeah. I'm, I'm Hollywood's <laughs> Jesus. I'm not fucking nine-year-olds. I'm just driving my motorcycle around and eating some ice cream and having a good yeah, time. Exactly. <laughs> uh, number eight on my list is another one we've talked about pretty recently, too. But I was just so wild by it. I had to throw it up there. I can't wait to see this again. I'd really like to see it with both of you guys. It's yeah. Dr. Sleep. Yeah, no, I didn't Man, need to see that. There was a lot of pressure on it because we're big Stephen King fans, big fan of The Shining, of course, yeah. you know, big fan of the book itself, and. Man, he just weds everything together so perfectly. It really good, did a good job. I mean, it. I was ready to call that one of the best movies of this year just by seeing the trailers. I was like, yeah, yeah this movie's amazing. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, the performances are just spot on. Like, it was so good. That's was... another Ewan McGregor flick there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he gets to play uh, Dan. Yeah. Uh, gets to play. He earned that role. I shouldn't have said it that way. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, you, and I know you're listening. I'm a, I'm a big fan, by the way. I actually yeah. liked you in the prequels. I don't care what anybody else says. The prequels are fun movies. Number seven on my list is Avengers Endgame. Mm. And there's, right on. once again, speaking of pressure, there's a lot of pressure on them, you know? You're 18 movies into this super franchise. Is there that for... much pressure, seeing as how they announced the next movie after it, like, six months later? So, was it really well, that much pressure that they were like, hey, don't the... worry, we're going to have another Marvel movie in you know, two months. So. The pressure is not in looking forward, but in looking backwards. Just an end, Tying end, all end those movies story. together okay, into fair. one That's movie fair. and really providing a good ending to a lot of those <clears> storylines that there were questions, you know, throughout. Right. They provide a lot of the answers to it. I heard Some that of the... them are kind of hokey, and you're like, oh, okay, whatever, but... It, it's so fun. I heard that with uh, the Captain Marvel, because the Captain Marvel movie came out before. Two months uh, before. It, Endgame, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I heard that it technically fucks up some of the storyline. It does a little bit, yeah. Um, and she even filmed her Endgame part before she did Captain Marvel. She did her cameo in Endgame before. Okay, sure. Why not? So that that's a lot of it there because they went with some different directions with the character. After, yeah. You know. They'd like basically just cast her and then threw her into a couple of scenes. Of her because she's a strong, independent woman who doesn't need any uh, Iron Man. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. <laughs> they needed somebody to be able to Look, stand I have up to Thanos, no so. problem with social justice, yeah. and I, I have no problem with feminism. Mm-hmm. I actually am a big supporter of it. Yeah. However, let's not pretend like a corporate fucking movie is any kind of social justice. Yeah, like, it's, relax. It's really funny because I know you haven't seen it yet, and... There's a there's a scene sure you're, you're going to absolutely cringe whenever you see it. I'm sure I will. It's it's so goddamn corporate bullshitty that you just <laughs> you about throw up in your seat. I just remember laughing. Uh, there's a uh, YouTube channel that I'm a big fan of called Red Letter Media. Okay. 
where uh, you should actually check them out too. You would really in- enjoy them. They do um, movie reviews. They call it half in the bag, where they get like kind of drunk after seeing the movie and like come back and film whatever they've seen. Okay. And they're just really funny guys that you know have sort of similar uh, outlooks on films that me and you have, where they just sort of make fun of everything and just try to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were talking about it was either Endgame or it was Captain Marvel. I forget which one. And one of the guys is talking about it, and he was like, um, uh, he goes, yeah, I saw, he's like, I actually kind of liked the Captain Marvel movie, and then I saw all of Brie Larson's dockets, and now I can't fucking stand the movie. (laughs) And he goes, she complained that there's not enough diversity in movie critics. He goes, and I can't think of anything less important than that, so... Don't think of a corporate entity as social justice, please, for the love of God. <laughs> They're really funny, though. Check them out. Red right. Letter Media. They're really good stuff. Nice. But yeah, no, I'll, I mean, I'll eventually get to it. Yeah. I just, I sort of, it's sort of the same problem I have with, like, the Star Wars movies and stuff, is that where I know that I already know what the plot's going to be and have, like, called it. And it's so it's it, going to surprise you, still. There's, so there's, there's some cool twists. not want to watch it. And I'm also, you know, not talking shit on them or anything. I'm getting a little tired of the Marvel movies. They're a little too formulaic. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I, see that. I almost kind of agree with what Scors- Scorsese was saying, where he's like, the Marvel movies are more like amusement parks than they are films. Yeah, and that, that's part of it too. Like I was just about to say, like you're gonna have a lot of fun with it, as much as you might be like dreading it. There's mm. there's scenes you're like, okay, fuck yeah, you just gotta give it to him. You just, right, you, you golf clap in the background. Like, well, okay, it's bravo. it's like the thing is, I don't want to sound like like a hypocrite because I know yeah. we've, we've had several episodes where I've yelled about like, yes, you know, movies can just be fun. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah. There's something about making them just fun, but also super corporate that makes me want to, like, fucking bite my own veins out of my wrist. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll get to them. I just, I don't have any urge to That's get fair. to them. I would have more fun just getting on Disney Plus, getting day drunk, or having a nice blunt or something like that, and then watching, like, the first Iron Man movie instead. I think I would have more fun doing that than I would watching Endgame. Okay. I'm going to watch it eventually. I'm going to wait yeah. for it to get on Disney Plus. I'm going to watch it. It's on there, man. Okay. Is Captain Marvel on there? I think so. Because I think I have to watch Captain Marvel first. I should probably go through, like, I don't really remember a lot of the Marvel movies <laughs> anymore. They've been, like, 18 fucking years. Yeah. I was, like... Uh, 12 years, 18 films, yeah. So yeah, they've been 12 years. So I was, when the first Iron Man came out, I was fucking 16, 15, 16. Yeah. You know how fucking, how much more cynical and dead on the inside I am than I was at 16? No. Yeah. We were talking about it earlier in this podcast, even. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, part of me wants to go back through and watch the old Marvel movies and, like, remember where I'm at. Yeah. And then part of me is also like, let's just get this fucking over with yeah. so I can stop watching these. Because I'm probably not going to watch any of the next phase at all until one, like, actually gets my attention. Because, yeah. like, I've seen the trailers for the new Black Widow movie. I mean, yeah, it looks like a fun action flick, but I'm like, is it an origin story or is it like a, it's an origin story for Black Widow? Not exactly origin, but early in the career. It's a, it's a prequel to so what we've seen. pre-Endgame, pre, pre-everything pre, that we've pre seen. Pre-anything. Yeah. Well, so, not the first Captain America, obviously. But. So then we know exactly where it ends. Why would I care? Because. Because Bob Iger says you have to care. That's why. <laughs> Don't question the mouse. <laughs> Just watch his films and be quiet. Get a stare at Scarlett Johansson and spandex. Too, yeah, so. I can do that on the internet without paying any fucking money. I can see her like naked titties, and I'm sure she got her titties out in some movie that I can't think of off the top of my head right now, but I'm sure they've happened. Okay. If I Google Scarlett Johansson titties, I bet they pop up. <laughs> Here, let me ask Siri. <laughs> Give me a second. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I just... I'm not talking shit on your 
choices or anything like that. I'm more just trying to to defend the fact that I haven't. Like, I'm one of maybe nine people in the United States that hasn't seen Endgame. Yeah. And I'm probably the only one of those people who has just no urge to see it. Yeah. Even though I've seen all the other ones except for Captain Marvel, which makes me a sexist. And I apologize for that. But, um, I just. I'm getting so tired. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just so tired, Andrew. I can't. I can't do it anymore. But there are only so many hours a day. I do get. That. I can only watch the same fucking story so many goddamn times. When I'm calling plots of movies that I don't even know about, I, I I'm so tired. I just can't do it, man. I just. Can't. <laughs> well, that's a good lead into my next film. Actually, ironically, Zach's suicide film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. uh You'll find out soon enough because it'll be one of my uh, Oscar screening movies. Mm. It's number six and it's 1917. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm mm. hoping to be here on time for that. Okay, cool. If not, I'll watch it eventually anyway. But yeah. that one looks really good. All the trailers okay. were amazing. It looks like they really did some good shit with it. So it's, it's I'm happy really to see cool. Like going with seeming like a single shot throughout the entire film, mm. it's pretty risky like is that what they did they would like basically just like did soft cuts for anything and just try to do a single shot the whole time Ooh, i respect that there's there's several moments of seven or eight minutes where it really is a continuous shot like excellent and it's it's really wild i like that finally somebody trying something new okay here we go as the the theme implies it literally puts you in the trenches with them you know Mm. like you feel like you're part of the movie you're basically that the third person on the on the journey with the others and man it it really does a great job of amping up the tension. I was on the edge of my seat for most of that movie, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was really How would you crazy. compare it to the first time watching Saving Private Ryan? Because I know so, for a long time that was held to like the best mm-hmm. fucking war movie. It's. Mm, so the chaos of Saving Private Ryan, mm. like, overshadows the it a little bit. Scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just insane. <clears throat> the fact that that's, you know, really a close approximation of what it was like. But uh, I think just the the individual tension of not knowing what's around the next corner, you know, the anything can come at you from anywhere, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like Saving Private Ryan, both most of those war scenes, like you knew where the enemy was, you knew what you were going into. Right. These guys are just going through undiscovered territory, basically. Just okay. The open, hostile territory. Right. And their mission is, you know, one of the the gravest ones that they could have at the time because. If he doesn't get there, I don't know if you know much about the plot at all. But no, not really. Um, the, one of the guys has said that. Uh, his, I, mean, I his know a decent amount about World War One, if that means anything. Okay. Well, they're in <laughs> in France. This is uh, English side, hmm. and he has to travel through German occupied territory to try to stop uh, another battalion where his brother is actually in that battalion, okay. and the Germans have retreated, so they think they have him on the run. But the commander of the English army actually did like some, uh, got some surveillance type stuff from one of the dogfights. One of the dogfighters actually survived the dogfight. Yeah. Came back and was like, they're not fucking retreating. They're, they're setting an ambush. They oh, pulled shit. back on purpose. Right. And they've got everything getting yeah, ready to just destroy. Full of artillery and everything else. Yeah. Just waiting for them. Yeah. So Fuck. it's like 16, 1800 troops are just going to get massacred if they don't get there in order to stop the attack. Hmm. And so, yeah, you got the, the time restrained on that. Like, they got to try to get there before these, they start charging after him. And Excellent. It's, it's, it's very, very tense. And just the, the cinematography is beautiful. Like, yeah. Deacon's better winning an Oscar for this because 
It's just so cool. I'm really hoping that I get there on time to watch it. If not, yeah. I'll just watch it. At home. Yeah, I mean that one. We're not. Well, that's the that's the four fifteen movie. So yeah, that's we a little should. later in the day. So I'm thinking we're gonna be here in time. A lot of arguments in my number five movie. <laughs> we already talked about the Avengers with the Hulk. That's good. Mm. Well, we already talked about this movie, so I thought that. Oh, I right? thought you were really gonna nail it. Is it but, Rise of Skywalker? Uh, no, God no. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's mid- the last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> it's Midsommar. Oh, okay. No, um, I'm ready for that fucking movie. Yeah, it was really even kind of a neat accomplishment that he was able to just crank it around that quickly. Yeah, Hereditary came out in 2018, just not even a like year the later. Next year, he just dropped the motherfucker. Yeah, just boom. And... I've seen it pop up on like my Amazon stuff, and mm-hmm. I've stopped myself from watching it so many times. Just because I didn't have enough time to like give it the full respect that it needs, and yeah, I'm like, if yeah, I just watch does. this and I'm not paying attention, like Varvel's gonna hate me. So yeah, I, I need I to really like will. actually have the fucking time for it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a long movie. It is, but man, it's it does that neat thing where I think I've told you about this. It's it's set in like northern Sweden, yeah. So land of the midnight sun, and they pull off having a pretty terrifying horror movie in fucking broad daylight. just broad daylight the entire time. Yeah, no, yeah. We, we actually talked about this the first time we talked yeah. about Mid- oh, Midsommar when it first, uh, like, after you had first seen it, I mm-hmm. think. Because we had about, like, 40 minutes on it in one episode. <laughs> Probably did, yeah. I, I like to gush about it, but, yeah, it, it's definitely no, top I, five for the year. For I keep sure. trying to, like, it keeps coming up on, like, because I think it's even on Netflix right now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's on Prime. Prime, that's what it's on. Thank you. And, uh, you know, it, it'll pop up every now and then on, like, my, you know, Watch Now or whatever, and I want to watch, like, I really want to watch it. But I want to make sure I have the time to watch it in one sitting because I don't want to have to stop it and start it again or anything like that. Yeah. And I also I'm trying to be a little sober for it. Like I don't want to be fucked up. Yeah. Which is hard to do on a weekend because I start yeah. drinking pretty fucking early. So I might just have to like set a day aside and be like, Yeah, I'm gonna watch Midsummer. So also I need to find out if Emma wants to watch it or not too. So that'll yeah. also change it. Is that a yes? Yes. Okay, so Emma wants to watch it too. So I got to find okay. a day where she also wants to watch it. So. We'll see. But I definitely want to watch it. It looks amazing. If you come over for the, the hereditary show, we might just show that afterwards. Then. That'd be perfect. Because, yeah, it's it's so bright and we'll be able to, like, we're not going to sleep anyway because we're going to be terrified. Oh, so. I'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. But I'm dead be a good, I'm yeah. already dead. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just do the, the Ari, Ari Aster marathon. <laughs> That'd be fine. Yeah. But then, uh, basically complete 180 to the next film. <laughs> <laughs> Number four on my list is The Peanut Butter Falcon. I haven't I seen it. Did I talk about that one yet or not? I don't remember. I don't think I have, but man, this was very sweet, very funny, really cool. It's about a, a kid that has like saying something wrong, but I think it's Down syndrome. Mm. So he's, he's like, you know, kind of not completely there, but. He's like on the spectrum somewhere. I think so, yeah. That's a yeah. good way to put it. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the right turn of phrase for nowadays, <laughs> I think. But uh, he's a huge wrestling fan. And uh, something happens. He's in. A, what are the odds? He's in. A, Boom! Like a, nailed it. Got that joke in. Go ahead. He's, he's in a, like an old folks home at the beginning of the movie, and it's his dream to go off to wrestling school and become a wrestler. And is that a thing? Wrestling school? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Oh yeah. Yep. They have a bunch of different ones, but it was really cool because. Oh, that's where uh, um, Macho Man got his uh, entrance song from. <laughs> yeah, when he graduated, they just thank kept... you. Okay. Thank. Oh, hang on. Let's just all just take a moment. For we need to. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was fantastic. Yeah, that actually was. It was one of your better ones. And now continue. <laughs> so his roommate at the old folks' home was Bruce Dern, mm. and he helps him break out. 
so he can live his dream. And uh, the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey is one of the... Uh, oh, yeah. What's her name? I don't remember. Who has a fake bush. Oh, really? She used like a pubic wig mm. for the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey movies. Okay. One of them where you can see her bush, but apparently it wasn't her bush, so... Okay. Well, you don't get to see it in this movie, so... It's a bummer. Well, then why, why am I watching it, then? Yeah, that's true. What's the point? Yeah. I watch some retard try to learn uh, choke slams, and I can't see any <laughs> vagina? Yeah. There you go. That, that summed up the movie better that than I That is could. going on the fucking soundboard, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but she's uh, she's chasing after him. She works at the old folks. I'm trying to get him back. And uh, meanwhile, uh, Shia LaBeouf works as, like, a longshoreman. And, Obviously, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the most logical next step for this plot. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> and uh, he's he's in some trouble and ends up uh, getting into a fight with some guys and kind of blows up their fishing boat. And so they're after him basically to kill him. So he's on the run. There's and... 900 levels of this fucking movie. Yeah, I know, that's why it takes a little while, but it's really cool. It, it was fun. I, I think you'd enjoy it. I, I certainly did. It no, was I'm really fucking it already. This yeah. sounds amazing. So he's on the run. <clears throat> the guy from the old folks' home's on the run. And they end up meeting up with each other, and it becomes kind of like a modern-day Mark Twain kind of tale. Okay. Where they're both kind of running from the law, running from the people chasing them. And they, uh, obviously, Shia LaBeouf doesn't give two shits about the kid at first, you know, but then kind of warms up to him. And and then they end up forming a good bond and meeting some crazy characters along the way. And it, it's really fun. Become a championship tag team. <laughs> More or less, yeah. It's, it's pretty they, close to that. But... And they take down the Hart Brothers. <laughs> They do head to the Florida, so the hell yeah, south of the south, probably it's down close. there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jake the Snake Roberts plays the uh, one of the wrestling trainers. Oh no shit! Yeah. that's awesome. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fun. Yeah, it's it's a really good, it's a real heartfelt movie. Yeah. A lot of good laughs in it too. Dakota Johnson, that's her name. Yeah, that just that's came it. To me. Sorry, that is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually how the movie ends. Uh, Shia LaBeouf uh, power bombs her through a. Uh, <laughs> through a table okay. and then the peanut butter falcon comes in with a fucking uh, chair <laughs> and you just hear Pagaw! and then the credits hit <laughs> that must have been the alternate ending I guess. I mean, that's the only one that I want to see oh, okay. so. <laughs> All right, now we're heading to the big time here top three. Oh shit now it's getting real Yep. number three is Jojo Rap mm. man this is so good I am so excited for just, this movie literally a perfect satire oh, I cannot wait it really couldn't be any better so good. Taika's at his best, top notch. Mm. Perfect writing, great directing. I, like this is a movie that I was ready to call one of the best of this year when I saw like the first trailer. Yeah. I was like, "This is the best movie this year." I don't and give a fuck I'm happy to say up. it holds up. Like, I knew it. I knew it's it an entire movie of that trailer. Like just stretch that out to an hour forty, and <laughs> you're gonna have just as much fun. Like Taika Waititi's slowly becoming like my new favorite director. Yeah, there's just something about like he just gets it. Mm-hmm. He's funny. And he understands how, like, movies work. Yeah. And is able to be entertaining without being too much of a smug asshole Mm -hmm. and too corporate at the same time. He's, like, walking that line of just like, yeah, no, I'm creating art. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You don't like it. That's cool. And he just absolutely pops on the screen as the imaginary friend. (laughs) The imaginary Hitler. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. He he steals the show. Like, his lines are just great. I just love that, like, that's his way of uh, (laughs) being like, no, I'm not racist. I'm just the imaginary Hitler. Don't worry about it. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's number three on this list, but I, I saved it for last for Oscar night because that's, that's just going to leave everybody mm. going home happy. Oh, I bet. There's no way that it doesn't play well to the crowd of people that are coming here. And also, like, with him being, like, the imaginary Hitler and, like, being, like, a total goofball and shit during yeah. it, it has, like, this the same feel to me as, like, Django Unchained, where Quentin Tarantino plays the slave driver who gets blown up by dynamite. Yeah. And it's, like, that was his way of being, like, yeah, I use the N-word a lot. There's a lot of racism in here, so this is how I'm going to punish myself. So, like, Taika's like, yes, technically I made a movie about the Hitler youth and things so i'm gonna be a goofball fake hitler so we can all laugh at hitler how's that sound is that yeah. is that fair everybody yeah. are we good yeah once again like i was saying earlier people that just don't quite get satires it's baffling to me like they thought that he was glorifying nazism <laughs> there was articles about that like oh how the God. fuck do you not pick up on this get a real job what he, the fuck it is clearly slapstick and ridiculousness every time he's on screen it's 100 jokes yeah. like i mean like he, even in the trailer he's got the one he's like they thought i'd never do anything now look <laughs> it's just like, he's clearly like he's basically looking directly at the camera and winking and being like get it yeah nazis are bad we can all agree on this and yeah. that's why it's funny that yeah. i can say this it's so ridiculous what I'm saying that no one would ever think this is real. If you're fucking writing articles about him glorifying Nazism because he made fun of Hitler, yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Go home. Get a real job. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Who is paying you to do this? Yeah, I can't wait for you guys no, to I'm see that one. So fucking that's like the movie I'm most excited for. Yeah. For that, I just like I'm gonna make everybody be quiet during <laughs> that. I'll be thirty beers in and still be like, everybody shut up. Yeah. I might have to throw subtitles on because people are going to be laughing so much oh, we're going to miss some jokes. Yeah, no, yeah, 100%. I'll be losing my shit. Yeah. And that's a good little segue. I'm proud of myself now. <laughs> Speaking of subtitles, oh. number two on the list is Parasite. Parasite. Yep, yep, that's what I figured. I've heard a lot of good things about this. Dude, this is really cool. Uh, a lot of people I follow on Twitter have been like just sucking this movie's dick for the yeah. last couple of weeks. It, it's pretty neat in the way it like, folds in like a, a fairy tale into like class warfare and oh, okay yeah it's it's a really good like modern day fairy tale take on that it's oh, really yeah. neat um i'm glad that it is getting on a lot of lists and getting a lot of love it's got six nominations at the academy awards not as much as the joke that's the, true but never before has a south korean movie even gotten a nomination so i hate myself it's really that. cool that you know people are actually giving it a chance of even course, with the yeah. subtitles and everything like uh, Bong Joon-ho won um, Best Director uh, at the Golden Globes. And that, okay. one, that one part of his exception speech. He was like, it was really cool and got a standing ovation from a lot of people. Was, oh, because uh, he had the subtitles on? Uh, no, he said uh, <laughs> it's uh, a great thing in this country when people can judge a movie not for what's on uh, one and a half inch words on the screen. Right. Just look past that and just seeing the movie that's underneath of it, you know. See, that's my problem with but, subtitles that I forget to watch the screen. I'm just looking at the subtitles the whole time. Yeah. Well, I think you'll still enjoy the movie. And then, number one, I debated back and forth between this and Parasite, but I just, I had to throw it up there at number one, throw back to Quentin. It's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Always. Man, this movie is almost perfect, dude. I've heard a little bit about it, and I am super excited to watch it. I've heard some crazy shit yeah. about it that I'm really hoping is true. Yeah, and I can't wait. Like, this is another one I'm showing that night, so the four movies I'm showing, they were all four on my top ten. They're all four like front runners for an Academy Award. Like mm. it, it just feels really crazy. Like 
like you said, a lot of times like the Academy Awards are just so stuffy, bullshitty. Oh you yeah, know? no, it's like it's just Oscar bait mm-hmm. bullshit. Where yeah. you know the movie was made just to make an Oscar. Like nobody actually exactly. tried to make a good film. But yeah, like this list itself was really tough. Twenty nineteen had a lot of good movies, dude, and it's really cool that some of the best movies are getting recognized. I was gonna say if you listen to this podcast, uh, they I would disagree because apparently all I've been yelling about is how movies suck nowadays. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. But you haven't really seen too many of the current movies. That is also days. true. Yeah. It's because the movies suck now, and I don't want to watch them anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to watch the same nine films that I've seen since I was 10 years old and okay. just keep doing that. Until uh, February 8th, whenever I subject you to these four. So. I, I'm very excited. I cannot yeah. fucking wait. I, uh, uh, once upon a time, I just, you know, I'm such a big Quentin fan anyway. Like, I'm a Quentin fanboy. I'll admit it. I don't care. I just love, I mean, he's kind of where I got my outlook on movies even like just from watching his interviews and his, you know, listening to his, uh, director commentaries from different movies. Cause I've watched every movie he's ever made, you know, at least six times. Yeah. I'm just a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. And that's, he's sort of where I got my outlook on films where like, they don't have to be fucking artsy and bullshitty and like mm-hmm. smug. Like they can just be entertaining and fun. Yeah. You should try different shit and try to be creative when you're making a movie because otherwise, why the fuck are you making a movie to begin with? Yeah. And stuff like that. So, uh, and this one's so cool. Like, he really wanted to capture in childhood and did all the research and everything. He, like, almost perfectly recreates 1960s LA. Yeah. It's pretty insane. That was yeah. before the pedophiles got in, right? Um, ish, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. It was less. There was less right. pedophiles in 1960 LA than there yeah. are now. Mm-hmm. Now it's like a magnet yeah. for pedophiles. <laughs> Ah, no, I'm very excited, and like, I let's let's see if your streak continues because you've had the best picture winner shown at your Oscar party. What, like four years in a row now, or something? Uh, like four out of the five years I've done it. Yeah. Four out of the five years. Okay, mm-hmm. I was gonna say because I I know you've you've hit them pretty much every time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I'm torn on who I want to win. Granted, I haven't seen any of them. Yeah. And Parasite might win, which would be kind of cool, just yeah, like, as like mm-hmm. a story. Mm-hmm. I'm torn on, I either want Jojo Rabbit to win, just to see what kind of acceptance speech Taika Waititi's gonna do. Mm-hmm. I assume that if he wins, he'll just pay Ricky Gervais to go up there and give the acceptance <laughs> speech so he can also fuck with Hollywood, because yeah. he doesn't give a fuck about this either. Or I want to see Quentin win and just go up there and be like, yeah, thanks, and then just like walk off. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, yeah. Half the movies I like don't even have Oscars. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> you guys all suck. I deserved this 20 years ago, but yeah. thanks for I giving me I fucking earned this shit with Pulp Fiction, you yeah. cocksucks. <laughs> the fuck out of my face. My Tell drop. me how to live my fucking life. Now take your shoes off, Uma. Let me see them. Let me see them toes. <laughs> you still want to run through some topics real quick? Yeah, I, th- I think we should We should do some topic time. We've been. This has been a hard ramble episode. It really has. We got off on a couple rails there. <laughs> yeah, we kind of ran off there a little bit, but you know, we're having fun, and that's really in the end, that's what matters. Yes. In the end, it's about the podcast we made along the way, oh. not the one we were looking for. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> we had uh, the Consumer Electronics Show oh. just last week, so I wanted to start with a couple of those articles to the the miracles of technology and the scariness of the robot race taking over. So, <laughs> the first one. No, it's okay. We just got to find John Connor. Really just kind of blew my mind. Samsung now has a truly wireless TV. The TV can reportedly work up to two meters away from a full power source. So it's like those uh, wireless chargers for your phone, basically. Right. And it's like a little circle that you can sit behind the TV and just like pushes out power somehow to this thing. This is awesome, though. Can you imagine like a oh, truly God. wireless fucking TV? Yeah, not to worry about fucking cords everywhere. And you put it anywhere you want to in your house. Like Just carry it with like... 
whenever I have to go out and have a smoke when I'm watching yeah. like a, a hockey game or something like that, I yeah. just carry it out with me. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. it's, it's it's like my phone only like ten times larger now. It's yeah. amazing. I love yeah. it. And probably weighs just as much. Like mm. TVs are so light nowadays; it's insane. TVs are also so cheap nowadays. Yeah, like just like normal TV, like just like a normal flat screen TV. Like yeah. it used to be like two grand, mm-hmm. you know, for like two hundred bucks yeah. on Amazon, maybe. Yeah. 65 inch for like 250 yeah like you don't even try to fix shit anymore because it's so cheap it's like yeah. oh my tv's kind of getting fucky throw it mm. out i'll just get another one yeah oh, fuck take like 10 minutes yeah whatever it's 4k now it's yeah like, yeah and i got amazon prime so mm. it gets there like six hours after i fucking order it anyway yeah. so what do i care that is awesome though yeah. fucking truly wireless tv oh yeah oh hell yeah i'm just i can just carry a tv with me all the time yeah i'll just constantly be watching batman the animated series <laughs> Somebody will say, they'll be like, shut up. I'm like, aren't you at work? I'm like, yeah, I can do both. <laughs> be quiet, nerd. <laughs> Fuck off my face. But uh, everything has a downside. And the same company, Samsung, the reason oh, they've I, got these I, wireless I, TVs. I thought you were going to be like, the downside is um, you get a lot of cancer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to bring about our downfall because they've apparently made artificial humans. Excellent, finally. Yeah. Uh, uh, the company claims these artificial humans are capable of displaying intelligence and emotion. They not only displaying intelligence, or do they have intelligence? I feel like that's two. They're, they just, they're mimicking, yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's not quite the full Terminator. Uh, We're not Skynet. fully on like the yeah. Skynet Matrix kind of thing. Yeah, yet. but this is getting there, pretty close. Honestly, sign me up. I don't they, care. They not only look like humans, but are apparently also capable of mimicking human human behavior, intelligence, and emotions. Does that mean I can get one and like make him like a drunk, angry asshole? Yeah, I mean, I can just make a podcast with myself now. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Shit. Oh, be amazing. Uh, you don't even need me anymore. No, we're gonna need two of you. We can clone <laughs> each other and do like a four man podcast. That'd be amazing. It's a lot of yes. I would have fun with it. So yeah, they're gonna have artificial humans. So we're, mm-hmm. we're this isn't like full on Terminator yet, not yet. But we're getting pretty close to the iRobot future right now. That's true. That's what it looks like to me. Mm-hmm. But as long as they follow the three rules of ro- robotics, I think we'll be okay. Okay. No, I just want to get like the like to the point where I can get like badass RoboCop implants and shit like that. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Fuck you just yeah. Want to shoot people in the dick. Hell yeah! Tell me that's not like one of the greatest scenes in fucking action movie yeah. history, by the way. Movie news. <clears throat> yeah, fucking RoboCop, man. Like, Samsung, make me a fucking robot warrior. I'm in. Like, I don't give a fuck. We had some new Bond updates for mm. No Time to Die. This uh, is the female Bond, right? Mm, <laughs> no, not quite. Speaking of females, Billie Eilish has been tapped to do the title song. Whatever. For the new film. I didn't really feel like it was up our alley, but I did bring it up because a lot of people on Twitter, after they announced this, Started sharing their favorite theme songs from the movie. So I just wanted, I was curious, not to put you on the spot completely, but do you have a favorite that just tops, tops your head? I don't have a favorite. I mean, I got ones that I love. Yeah. It's hard to say favorite because that would be like one over everything else. Yeah. Um, let's see. Some really good ones. Goldfinger is a fantastic one. Yeah. Uh, Live and Let Die. That's good. It's pretty classic. Honestly, people are going to hate me for saying this one. Uh, the world is not enough. Really? It's garbage. Yeah. So, I mean, like, literally, They're, it's the yeah, band yeah. Garbage, and sure. I fucking love them. Shirley Manson, yeah. They're just a really good band, and mm. I enjoy them. Also, they had a cool music video for that song. Yeah, yeah. That's the best thing about it, really, is the... the yeah, like the cool little openings mm. they give them. Yeah, the little montage kind of thing that uh, they do while they play the Skyfall. Song. I mean, you, you got to throw Skyfall You really there. do. Skyfall. Adele was, just nailed the show. That was fucking... That. She murdered that fucking song. Yeah. Uh, what else are good ones? One of my favorites. I still like For Your Eyes Only. That's a that good one. Okay. It's yeah. a really beautiful song. That is a good one. 
I'm trying to think of just songs because I'm more like thinking of like the yeah. Bond movies that I liked. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of songs that I liked. Um, you got a View to a Kill, Duran Duran. Yeah, okay. It's all right. Very was, 80s. <laughs> yeah, that was exceptionally 80s. Yeah. Um, one of the worst ones was the Madonna one. Yeah. Remember that one? Oh. Uh, with uh, It was Pierce Brosnan's mm-hmm. one. Um, Dying of the Day. Yeah, Dying Die of the Day. That was one of the worst ones. Yeah. Oh, but a good one, Diamonds Are Forever. Ooh. That yeah. was a really good song. Yeah. Same one that did uh, Goldfinger, right? Yeah. She's yeah. the only one that done two, I think. Yeah. Is I th- part of the trivia. I believe so. Yeah. 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 Diamonds Are Forever is actually almost better than Goldfinger, really. Yeah. And then um, very sexual, like right? If you break yeah. down those lyrics, yeah. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's pushing some boundaries for 1964 mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, plus she was black, which is like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> At least back then. The, the last one, I was not a big fan of that. Sam Smith. I don't remember it honestly. Writings I, on the wall. For I think Spectre. I blocked it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Spectre. I did not like the song for it. I think I just blocked it out of my head. And then that's actually it's kind of funny because Daniel Ooh. Craig's uh, first one, Casino Royale, was. The song for that was fucking terrible, too. Yeah. So. Which is weird, because that was Chris Cornell. Yeah. yeah. It was just bad. <laughs> yeah. And the other one I was going to say, too, it kind of surprised me, because I kind of liked most of their music. It was uh, the Jack White and Alicia Keys one. Oh, yeah. That one's not uh, very good, fuck. either. Fuck. Uh, what was that one? Um, was it Quantum of Silence? Yes, it was Quantum. Okay. Yeah, that one was not good. And those are yeah. two very talented like Absolutely, musicians yeah. who yeah. have made amazing music, both of them. Mm-hmm. How the fuck could they not and get together? And on paper, you'd think they would blend well. Yeah, and they're also they're both actual musicians. Like they both play instruments, yeah. multiple instruments, and write their own music. Yeah. And somehow they couldn't get together and make a good song. I don't yeah. know how that fucking works. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's there's been a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. There's been about five terrible ones. And yeah. the rest are Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can't bring up Bond without mentioning the, the classic theme. Like, oh, I got I used to have that for my uh, ringtone on oh, my, yeah? my nice. cell phone, like way back when, mm-hmm. when I was younger. Back when just, that was a thing. Yeah, I just loved it. Yeah, yeah. Back when we had like custom ringtones we would buy. Yeah, just had that on my phone because it was funny to me to be in like a like a grocery store or something. Somebody mm-hmm. calls like, doom, 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 doom. I'm like, oh, excuse me. And those trumpets <laughs> blaring. Yeah, so classic. No, there's been some real good ones. But then, yeah, I had to bring in the uh, the article you're referencing too, <laughs> of the producer explaining why James Bond could be any color. So they're allowing for African Americans or yeah. Asians, but never a woman. So I mean, have, have they finally bought into the canon of James Bond as a like a code name? Then I think so. Okay, uh, they don't, know that they don't was... come out straight up and say it still, but mm-hmm. it's pretty heavily hinted. Because that was a very long like favorited uh, uh, fan theory where like everybody like James Bond fans which I mean there's about 40 of us but uh, (laughs) where uh, we kind of had this thing of like the idea was that it was James Bond is the code name for 007 so it's been multiple people that's why they've had so many different actors and stuff like that as opposed to what the truth is is that like the first couple made a lot of money and uh, we're money grubbing whores in Hollywood so shut the fuck up and make that fucking movie that's right but uh, yeah uh, let's see, this is uh, yeah, Barbara Broccoli. Yeah, Barbara Broccoli, longtime producer of the James Bond film. So if you're mad at anybody, yeah. get mad at her. Not Took me. over when her father passed away. Albert yeah. Broccoli was, was the original the, yeah, producer. The, uh, he wasn't he the writer too? Uh, no, Ian Fleming was the writer. Yeah, Ian Fleming was the writer. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But I don't know where the fuck I was going. You're fine. Anyways, this is Barbara Broccoli. This is her words. Don't get mad at me. Yeah. He can be of any color, but he is male. 
I believe we should be creating new characters for women, strong female characters. Hmm. Sounds like something I've said on this podcast. I'm not particularly particularly interested in taking a male character and having a woman play it. I think women are far more interesting than that. Thank you, Barbara. Yeah. Thank you. I've said this a thousand times. Yeah. And people are trashing her now for that, like saying that she's not a true feminist or no, whatever. No, she's a, she, yeah, she's a gender traitor or some bullshit. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? I was like, no, that makes perfect sense. No, that's exactly what it is. Like, If you want to have interesting, strong female characters, fucking write one. Yeah. If you Don't just shoehorn her into a different, if you just shoehorn her into a male character, then you're showing that women apparently can't write. Yeah. So fucking you know, pick one. Yeah, I, I I have no problem with Bond being a different color. In fact, I remember um, for a while that people were talking about that Idris Elba might be Bond at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah, I was a hundred percent for that. I think he's a great actor, and especially true. if you watch Luther. Yeah, I still yeah. haven't. I need to. Yeah, that show he was on on BBC. Definitely see him playing fucking James James Bond for yeah. sure. Nothing against Daniel Craig. I think he's Daniel Craig might be like my third favorite bond he's really kind of brought it back like, it was really waning there for a while like brosnan really kind of drove it off a cliff i see the thing is that brosnan was good for the first couple yeah like but... golden uh, uh golden eyes fucking fantastic yeah. man oh, yeah. and then tomorrow never dies is bad <laughs> but the world's not enough is bad too yeah and, and then die another day um, die another day is bad <laughs> Goldeneye was a really good movie. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan is a nice guy. I it's Fucking uh, Remington Steele was a really good show. It was. <laughs> I was trying to defend Pierce Brosnan. I was realizing, like, fuck, he really has only made, like, yeah. one good one. He but, really kind of drove it off a cliff, yeah. But he was good at Goldeneye. He was. He was pretty good at Goldeneye. That was a good one. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, Pierce. I was on your side there for a second, buddy. Yeah. Then I started remembering the movies. Seems like a sweet guy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, obviously everybody's number one is uh, Connery. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, it's Connery, it's Moore, in no particular order. That's mm-hmm. like 1A, 1B, yeah. Connery, Moore. And then I would put, probably Craig is number three, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. And then and I even go Lazenby. I think he was underrated. Lazenby was good. Yeah. Definitely better than Roger Dalton. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 he's at the bottom. <laughs> I would put... God, I mean, I want to say I want to put Pierce up there, but then I just remembered I went through all of his movies and they sucked, yeah, so, yeah. except for Goldeneye, which was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. And how much of that did Sean Bean? Like... A decent amount. Yeah. yeah, but the game was so good too, though. So yeah, that's like okay. that's like two wins, really, yeah. for, for Pierce. That's so, <laughs> oh, God, that really depressed me. I just oh. realized how many of Pierce Brosnan's Bond movies are terrible. <laughs> See, because I kind of had blocked out all of them except for Goldeneye. Because yeah. I just remember growing up watching Goldeneye and being like, fuck, this movie rules. And then really? I watched all of them, obviously. And I had, like, I had The World Is Not Enough on VHS. And Ooh. I would watch it. And that yeah. movie sucks <laughs> horribly. Yeah. The plot, it makes zero fucking yeah, sense. Yeah, the, the newspaper guy is trying to take over the world. No, that's or? Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, that's right. The World, yeah. is, not, the world is Not Enough is, um, he's a an eco-terrorist who got shot in the brain and now he can't feel pain anymore or something and then like the he gave the (laughs) chick who got kidnapped uh like what do you call that munchausen syndrome or whatever where she's still in love with him Mm. and then i honestly i don't know what's going on and then uh what's her name from uh starship troopers yeah denise richards yeah denise richards is a nuclear physicist Physicist, named christmas jones (laughs) <laughs> Oof. Oh, also, I'm pretty sure I have Die Another Day on DVD, by the way. Almost positive of that, actually. <laughs> and that one, um, 
an Asian guy gets facial surgery to become a white guy mm-hmm. and then is stealing Builds diamonds. An ice fortress. Yeah, he has an ice fortress and he's stealing diamonds to make a laser out of the sun's rays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Tomorrow Never Dies definitely... That was the second one. Tomorrow Never Dies did not age well. Because the internet started to exist, and you're like, oh, well, this fucking would never work anyway. Because yeah. his whole thing was that he was creating terrorist attacks so that his newspaper could report on him first. And that's how he made all his money, was by being the first newspaper yeah. to have the terrorist attacks Scoop. out. Because for some reason, no one would ever put that together. Yeah. That, like, well, this guy always knows about the terrorist attacks and before everybody else. Maybe we should ask him what the fuck is going on with these terrorist attacks. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. Um, but it's okay because Pierce Brosnan stops him somehow. I don't know how. Also don't know why MI6 was involved in newspapers to begin with. Yeah. But GoldenEye was a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. I had not realized how shitty all of Pierce Brosnan's uh, Bond movies were except for <laughs> GoldenEye. I'm not going to talk shit on GoldenEye. Yeah, GoldenEye's awesome. Yeah. But then... Uh... I pulled up the, the trailer also. I didn't know if you've seen it yet for No Time to Die. No, no. Okay. Yeah, it's go pretty cool. Me. I just saw it last night for, uh, it was on 1917 at okay. the theater, so I'll pause it up. Tell me you're not excited for that. Oh, my God. So we just watched the No Time to Die trailer. Um, you know what that makes me want to do? Call off work tomorrow, go home and watch every Daniel Craig James Bond yeah. in a row. It's so cool how they're tying them all together. They're, yeah. yeah, they're all tied together. And I just, I fucking love Daniel Craig as James Bond. Like, yeah. he's really good. And it's kind of funny, like, they brought him with Casino Royale, like, bringing him back to, like, his first double O mission and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And making him, like, brutal as a motherfucker and shit like that. I sort of love that. Yeah. Oh, I also, while we, we were watching these, I re- think I realized why I liked the Brosnan movies so much. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, I believe the Brosnan movies were the first time Judy Dench played M. That's true. Yep. And that was good. Judy Dench is fantastic as M. She really was. But... The rest of the movies are really bad. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, speaking of really bad, I think we're going to have to pause again real quick. And uh, the Morbius trailer has dropped. Have you seen this yet? I'm sure you haven't. Morbius? Yeah. The the Living Vampire. Oh. Spider-Man's big villain. Oh, right, right, right. Played by uh, Jared Leto. They're doing a Morbius. They're doing a movie. Mm-hmm. Jared Leto and Matt Smith. The <laughs> Morbius movie. Mm-hmm. The C-list villain of Spider-Man, yeah. uh-huh. who no one's ever heard of except for people who watch the 90s animated series. Right. They're, this is a joke, right? This is like a like a college humor bit or like mm. SNL or something? Nope, nope. This is coming out. This is a real trailer. This is a real trailer. And we're going to watch it. We are. Oof. How excited are you for that? Nothing against... The character of Morbius. You can do some fun things with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you said, they used him pretty well in the '90s animated show. Fantastic with that. You can also, I mean, if you're going to do this, then you should definitely be rebooting Blade. By the way, so Jared Leto can't act, as we all know, <laughs> and this trailer looks like it was a really drawn out bit on SNL. Is what it even looks like. Also, the CGI in the trailer is fucking atrocious. Yeah. Like, the PlayStation 3 had better graphics than the fucking trailer I just watched. And just one more thing here. Uh, would you ever watch the show Scrubs? Uh, 
parts of it. Yeah, I didn't finish it out. But do you remember the screenplay that Zach Brass character JD uh, was was writing? I don't think I ever got Doctor Acula. <laughs> no, where the doctor was Dracula. Okay, that's the movie they just made. Oh, okay, only less entertaining or funny. <laughs> yeah, but I, it ties into the Vulture. It did tie into the Vulture, and don't get me wrong, Homecoming was a fantastic movie. See, there you go. So you loved in. Homecoming. Now you're and in. I love Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. He was the original Batman. Yeah. Fan, well, not the original Batman. Adam no. West, the original Batman. Right. But he was the first movie Batman, and I that's love right. Keaton. I think he's a fantastic actor. Extremely mm-hmm. talented. Um, also think he got roped into this because Bob Iger's got, I don't know, nude photos of him or he was fucking a 15-year-old on Epstein's plane. Something happened that they Disney was able to get him in this motherfucker. I know that Sony's releasing the movie, but mm. it's still associated with Marvel, which yeah. means this is a movie that Disney knew wasn't going to make money, so they made Sony put it out. This um, could have been cool. I like, like, you know, this is going to sound gay, but like... I. <laughs> I like vampires. I think vampires are cool, and you can do cool stories with with, with vampires and things like that. You can also do cool stories with just the character Morbius. I saw them do it in the 90s on an animated show that I watched almost religiously as a child. I thought it was fantastic. What they're doing there? Fuck. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. That looks like they went through the last seven years of, like pop culture for teenagers and we're like what are people into mm-hmm. and then they somehow made a movie of that well not a movie a trailer of that I don't know if this movie's gonna count <laughs> also did you like how they did from the studio that brought you Spider-Man Homecoming mm, Spider-Man home. Fry From Home and then it was like Venom Venom and then Venom didn't stay up as long as the other two so it was like <laughs> it was basically them going like Spider-Man Far From Home Spider-Man Homecoming Venom. And, uh, <laughs> and Marvel as well is here too. And don't worry about Venom. Venom's okay. It's a serviceable film. Yeah. So yeah, I guess uh, if you're a huge fan of the Morbius, uh, Morbius the Living Vampire, mm-hmm. and you want to watch it get uh, fucked over... I mean, this will be the second villain now that uh, Jared Leto has ruined. <laughs> so if you guys... you know, If you're a huge fan of uh, Morbius the Living Vampire mm-hmm. and you want to know how I felt the first time I watched Suicide Squad buy your tickets now there you go right. we're going to move into some TV news once again starting Sorry. off pretty sad yeah this is a bummer Dark Tower has been cancelled by Amazon the studio felt that the series pilot was quote not on the level of other large scope elevated genre stories apparently this has been kind of in bad shape for a while really they they originally ordered a full season Right. And then cut that back said, no, just show us a pilot and we'll decide if you get a full season after that. What is happening? They did the pilot, they saw the pilot, and then they canceled the show. So, Hmm. I don't know. See, that's, it's kind of surprising because like the, I mean, the photos we were seeing from the, you know, from the set and everything looked Mm -hmm. fantastic. And it seemed like uh, the people who were involved with it um, cared and were doing a good job Mm -hmm. but i don't know i guess i guess starting with wizard and glass like one probably one of the most entertaining right bits to and also probably the best way to do it too because then you you don't have the 17 different flashbacks that happens in the series i mean i'm one of the biggest dark tower fans either i i will admit that's a little crazy Mm -hmm. um yeah if you're you're gonna rope people in that'd be a good way to do it so i'm starting to wonder if maybe just the dark tower is just not adaptable in a live action series it's 
because it's also sadly it doesn't have at least it doesn't seem to have the same fan scope as like the Lord of the Rings did in Game of Thrones. I guess there's yeah. not as many of like Dark Tower junkies as like like us as there are yeah. out in the world. Doesn't seem to be. You know what I think they should do? What's that? Back me up on this if you think so. Okay. Someone needs to pick him up. Netflix probably would be the best choice. Probably. Get the guy who directed the animated Castlevania show on Netflix, Ooh. which is really good. Yeah. And do an animated version of the Dark Tower. That would be really cool. Because yeah. the comics that they sold for the Dark Tower, those sold really well. Mm-hmm. And, they and were, they're really cool. They and they're really well done. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Do an animated version. I can see that. It's a little bit like, I don't know if it's, I guess it's would count as less money you don't have to pay like high named actors and stuff like that yeah i would still try to get aaron paul to voice eddie dean at some point because <laughs> i think that's a great idea yeah but i mean voice actors are cheaper than like yeah. full named actors oh yeah and that lets you save on all the cgi stuff that you don't right do. you can just animate it yeah. you know and, and animation's cheaper now mm-hmm. i think you go animated i think you get i forget the guy's name the guy who made the uh, castlevania series on netflix which by the way is fantastic you guys should oh, yeah. check it out it's really good yeah season three coming later this year so. yep and uh yeah do an animated one and he, he even still follow this timeline start it with uh sure wizard of glass although if you do it animated you're even more free you yeah. can almost follow the books at that point yeah and i think that's the way to do it i think you should go animated with a dark yeah. tower i hadn't actually thought about that until now but yeah that really is probably the best solution they're going to come up with if they really want to adapt it yeah i think that's the best way to do it cuz if you do it live action no real fan like no dark tower fans going to be happy yeah we all know that cuz yeah. we all have our own ideas on what everything looks like and sounds like just from reading the book so many times right cuz i don't know anyone who ever just read the dark tower series once yeah they either have never heard of it, or they've read it at least twice. Yeah, at like, least. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've read it five times yeah. easily, and just read like certain books, probably six. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you go animated, because then you have artists' own interpretations, so people aren't going to get as mad for it not looking like how they want it to look, because it's, mm. it's an artist's you know, uh, uh, rendition. It's different. It's okay. Right. Especially if you can get some of the guys who worked on the comics that yeah. they did for Marvel. Get some of those guys in, involved in it. Yeah. Get some good voice actors. The hell, you keep the same writers. Yeah. Their job just got easier. <laughs> yeah, I think you go Netflix and you go animated. I think okay. that's the best way to do with this. And then the next one I kind of threw in there and just to, some good news for you and for you to kind of talk about something because I don't really know much about it. But okay. from the same press conference where they announced the cancellation, <laughs> they also announced their new shows that they picked up, one of which is a Jack Reacher TV series. Coming, okay. coming to Prime Video. I know right you're a fan on. of the books. I am. They're really good. Yeah, and apparently this is going to really pick up from the books more the, more so than the movies did, if you want to read through that. Okay, yes, here. Uh, let's see. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon Studios has announced the production of a, t- a TV series based on Lee Child's best-selling book series, Jack Reacher. The first season will follow the narrative from Child's first nive- uh, novel, titled The Killing Floor, which was published in 97. 97- wow, it was 97. I thought it was newer than that. That's crazy. The 24 books in the series follow the adventures of the former U.S. Army military police major, Jack Reacher, as he investigates dangerous crimes in his new civilian life. I had no idea there were 24 books in this series. Yeah, I haven't read all 24 of them. I think I've read about, I'd say at least 16, though. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I've kind of just been like going in order, because I just have them on my iBook, so it just pulls up whatever the next one is, and I'll just download it and read it. Okay, and yeah, this uh, next one, pretty good news for you uh, here. So. Amazon Studios will produce the show alongside Skydance Television and Paramount Television Studios. 
Nick Santora, known for his work on Prison Bake and Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never actually watched Prison Break. I oh, heard really? good. I heard oh. good things. I yeah, just never got a chance really to watch cool. it. I do know Scorpion was good. Mm-hmm. Will write, executive produce, and act as showrunner for the upcoming series. Damn! All right, good for you, Bubba. Yeah. Let's see, Lee Child has created an incredible character and world. It'll be the goal of every writer, producer, actor, executive, and crew member to capture the essence of Mr. Child's books. And luckily, Lee has been there, excellent, and will continue to be there to help guide us along the way in the series. He is the pulse of Reacher. That's what I like to hear. Yep. Okay. Child has weighed in on the on the conversion over his books being adapted to TV, saying, It's been great so far, but really the fun starts here. By now I know these guys, and Reacher's in the perfect hands. Believe me. Okay. I like it anytime the writer is involved. This is actually kind of sounding a little bit like how when The Witcher first started, and it was like, you know, kind of the same sort of feel. Yeah. Um, Jack Reacher, I'm a big fan of the books. I'm not saying they're like deep, uh, you know, open your mind kind of novels. Yeah. They're sort of like the epitome of an action film, but in a novel sort of okay. thing. They're like serial action films, sort of. Or like some of them have uh, uh, plots that carry over and things like that. But okay. usually they're just kind of one shots almost. Oh, really? Because okay. Reacher is just, uh, you know, he's this like uber mensch. He's, I think, 6'5", two. 260 something like that just all okay. muscle no wonder they got tom cruise yeah that yeah exactly yeah no i mean trust me everybody who's a big fan of jack reacher when like he was uh cast as tom cruise was like fuck off <laughs> yeah he is just like this giant fuck yeah he's like 6'5 250 just all muscle was an mp has fought his whole life can just handle anything and it's kind of fun that way because it's like you know he's never going to lose the fight, so you get to see how he's going to win every time because he yeah. just gets hit with crazy shit. No matter shit. the odds, yeah. yeah. And so you're kind of like, oh, how's he going to win? It's almost like the, sort of the same feeling I have with uh, Batman. It's probably why I like the Bat God, not a lot of other people do. Okay. Um, but all of the books are just like because he, growing up, his father was a Marine, and they just lived on military bases his whole life, and then okay. he joined the army, and then joined the MPs. Whenever he graduated college, he went to West Point. Uh, tried to play for their their football team, got kicked off for being too violent. Okay. Uh, joined the MPs, and so he was military all his life, and then when they started downsizing after, like, uh, Desert Storm or something like that, or the end mm-hmm. of the Cold War, I think is when they started downsizing, he left because he didn't want to be part of something that was, like, you know, downsizing or something like that. Like, just, like, that irritated him to be like, oh, well, if, if, you know, they, if you don't need the best, then fuck it, I'm leaving. Yeah, if you're going to be lesser about it, yeah. And so now he is a basically like a hobo like does not want a drifter yeah he's exactly just a drifter does not want to own a house or a car pays everything in cash just he carries like three things on him all the time he's got his money his uh like his license well not his driver's license he doesn't have a driver's license but like his like i his id card and a fold-up toothbrush that he uses so he can carry that around with him and he stays at hotels the whole time like always stays at a motel or something like that never needs that much money wears his clothes for two or three days goes and buys new ones and throws the other ones away like he just he wants no attachments because his whole thing is that like his whole life up until he left the military was someone telling him where he needs to be what he needs to do and so now he just wants to be totally cut off from everything Hmm. and then just by you know destiny or the writer of the novel, <laughs> he keeps falling into uh, just different stuff where, you know, he's solving crimes. He's stopping people from doing shit and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause he's uh not only is he a giant, you know, muscle bound, just monster of a man who can take anyone in hand to hand combat. And as a, you know, a sharpshooter marksman kind of guy, 
he was also an amazing uh, detective and investigator and knows when people are lying, can solve mysteries at all times and stuff like that. So he just kind of keeps falling into stuff like that where he just, he doesn't want to be there, but he's like, someone's got to solve this problem. I'm going to solve this fucking problem. And yeah. he just kind of goes in there and does it. They're a lot of fun. I actually enjoy them. They're never that long. You can blow through them in a couple days. So yeah, uh, Killing Floor is the first one. There is a fun little twist to that one, so I don't want to ruin it. But okay. uh, that is kind of cool that they're starting with the first one. Is too. it? Okay. So yeah, I actually kind of like that. So we'll see what happens with that. That'll be fun. All right, cool. Yeah, I was pretty sure you were a fan, so I thought mm-hmm. you'd be you'd be excited for that one. Big fan of the novels. The movies are okay. Okay. Last few topics are on video games. Cool. This one, kind of sad, but you could kind of see the writing on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the title of the article, pretty funny. GameStop is so screwed. <laughs> they uh, finally posted their end of the year results for Q4 of last year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's not pretty. Compared to the same time frame in 2018, sales decreased by 27.5% on a year-to-year basis. Hmm. And, uh, however, even the same store sales suffered exactly the same fate, decreasing by 24.7% year-over-year. Ouch. So, a lot of people are saying that uh, they're probably just going to go the way of other companies that compare to Toys R Us and Blockbuster, which both had 20% drops in the year before they declared bankruptcy. Right. So, yeah, not looking so good if you're See, a GameStop fan. I figured GameStop was going down here soon because uh, I actually tried to shop at GameStop a little while ago. Oh, yeah? Whenever uh, The Outer Worlds first came out, because I, you know, I, I bought that like the day of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to try to buy a physical copy of it. I wanted to have the physical copy of Outer Worlds. Went to GameStop. They didn't have it. Hmm. They had like sold out or whatever it was. Wow. And said that the other one in, like, Edwardsville didn't have one either. He's like, but I think the one in St. Louis has one. It's, it's showing up here. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drive home, and I'm going to download it off the internet for the exact same price, if not cheaper, than I would have paid yeah. here. <laughs> but here's how I know GameStop's going under. Whenever we went to the GameStop for me to go pick this up, they are saying you can turn in your old cell phones and your old electronics, and I was like, oh. Really? They're going down. Not just games? Like, there was literally a sign out that was like, yeah, bring in your old electronics. We'll, you know, take money for that, too. And I'm like, oh, shit, you're turning into a pawn store. Like, you are doing the best you can to stay awake right now, aren't you? (laughs) No, I mean, like, this was going to happen. GameStop 1 has been fucking people over for a while now. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and this is coming from a guy who I used to spend a lot of money at a GameStop. I had, like, the the power-up card. I might still have it. Yeah, they they say the apparently they to their stockholders they've been saying that 2020 is going to be a rebound year because of all the new consoles coming out, mm-hmm. PlayStation Five and the Xbox X, and I just I don't see it happening, man. Well, seeing as how Amazon still exists, I yeah. sort of doubt it. Right. I could have gotten even the because I'm pretty sure it was the day after release. I could have ordered the physical copy on the release date from Amazon since I have Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Could have got it the exact same day. Yeah, delivered day of. For yeah. the same price, if not cheaper, seeing as how it's Amazon. Yeah. So it's like, why the fuck would I ever go to GameStop? What is the point? <laughs> yeah. There's literally, there's no added value anymore to them. Hell, even with Game Informer, I can see it online. Yeah. <laughs> the internet exists. The internet ruined GameStop. Yeah. The internet ruined GameStop as hard as the internet ruined Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> and speaking of ruin... Our last topic is the most recent, the Cyberpunk 2077 delay. Yep. Had to bring it up. 
just to I'm just just it, to mess with you. It makes me very sad. Yeah. Because this not only do I have to now wait longer for a game that I've been looking forward to for a while now. Now I also have to like make birthday plans. <laughs> because my my birthday is April seventeenth, which mm-hmm. is a Friday. The launch date for Cyberpunk was April sixteenth. Yep. My entire birthday plan was to get this game, have it downloaded by the time I got home from work on Friday mm-hmm. on my birthday, and then not have human contact for the next three days. That was my that was my plan. Yeah. I even told Emma, I was like, if you want to go out for my birthday, feel free, but I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> I was like, bring all our friends too. I don't care. Tell yeah. them that, that my gift is that I'm at home playing cyberpunk and no one is talking to me. That is how that works. <laughs> now I can't do that. No. Now, now I gotta wait till September 17th. Yeah. That's like six months later. I know. Well, like, how much more polish can they do? I don't, it does make me happy that that's the reason it's being delayed, though. I will admit that. That it's not like, no, oh, we're trying to you know, shoehorn in some horse shit. Yeah. We want to boost our Q3 stock number. Yeah, or this something. will get us some more money or something. Like They're literally just like, from what I heard from one of the spokesmen from CD Projekt Red, who were the ones making Cyberpunk, is that the city is so big, they didn't know it was going to take this long to playtest everything. <laughs> and so they're like, we, we can't just release it without checking the shit. Like, sorry guys, but just give us, you know, five more months. Let us make sure everything fucking works. So I got to kind of respect that. It's yeah. sort of the opposite of what Bethesda does. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fallout 76 is bad. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Fallout 76 is as dead as GameStop. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm still going to buy the game. It doesn't matter. They can yeah. keep pushing it back. I'm going to buy it. It doesn't matter. It I, It is a little irritating that I have to change my birthday uh, plans now. Although, if I'm not mistaken, there's a Final Fantasy VII remake coming out in April. So maybe yeah, I can just yeah use, it got pushed back from March. So. Maybe I can just do that for then. Okay. Just play Final Fantasy VII remake. Because yeah. why, why would I not want to play the remake of a game that I've beat five or six times? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously I'm sad that Cyberpunk's not going to come out, but yeah. I'm happy to hear that they're trying to, like, polish it a little bit more and make sure that the game is good before they put it out. Cy- right. uh, CD Projekt Red are very good about making sure they give the consumer the value that they've earned for their game. Yeah. I mean, you, you saw it with the with the Wild Hunt, the mm-hmm. Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. I mean, hell, when they first dropped the game, they put, like, 14 free DLCs out that were like different animations and different armor sets and alternative costumes for different characters and things like that. Th- those were all free. New they, cards. Yeah. And they, they dropped those day of like launch day. And then the only thing they charged you for was the two DLCs they made. And both DLCs are easily 20 hours worth of playtime. So they're almost full games themselves. Yeah. And they were $15 a piece. So, I mean, not that bad. Yeah. <clears throat> you get 40 hours of playtime for 30 hours or for $30. Really can't complain about that. Yeah. Well, I think we got probably a good solid two hour content there I after I edited it. So I think we've hit just about every topic we could have hit. I think so. I think we did a pretty full episode there. I'm, you wanna I'm uh, proud of us. Run us on out of here, I guess. Go ahead. Yeah. I think we ought to get going. I'm assuming Emma's ready to go. She probably yeah. already left me, yeah, it's honestly. Like, it's past 10 o'clock. Yeah. So. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's getting a little late. It sucks. I got to work tomorrow. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, I hope you had as much fun as we did. Uh, I know I had a good time. Did you have a good time there? I actually did. Yeah, a lot of fun tonight. Actually, yeah, this is good. Uh, this is a good podcast. Uh, I apologize if you're a new listener and we ramble a little too much. Uh, you'll get used to it. Yeah, it's just you know it happens. Both of us just get off on tangents and shit just starts running. Just like CD Projekt Red, we're giving you your your money's worth. Yeah, we got to make sure you get as much entertainment as we can jam into this podcast. That's right. 
Um, but as always, we appreciate you guys listening. You are all the best. We love you. Uh, make sure to uh, give this podcast a like on whatever app, uh, whatever uh, catcher of pods that you listen to this on, you know, whatever that may be. Yeah, give us a like, give us a review, throw some five stars on there. Also, make sure to uh, follow the show on Twitter so you can keep up whenever we post a new episode or we ask for questions or anything like that. At the A to Z show on uh, Twitter. A to Z, the number two, of course. You can also follow both of us or either of us. Follow me at Melch Knows Best. That's M E L C H Knows Best. You can follow Varble at, uh, at Big Guy A C V. That's me. But yeah, send us our questions. Uh, comments, words, scariness, whatever thing you got to say. Money. I Yeah, money. I will literally read anything you send to me on this podcast. But be careful, because I will also throw out your uh, username whenever I'm reading them. So mm-hmm. you don't get to just skip it. That's right. Use that burner account. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you fucking make one you can throw away, because I will say that you said some anti-Semitic shit. And don't ever forget it. But seriously, guys, thanks again for joining in. Uh, so, yeah, let's get out of here before I get too more drunk and uh, embarrass myself. Thanks again, guys, so much for listening. We love you. We will see you again uh, next time on the A to Z show. And uh, try to stay warm out there, I guess, if you're in the area. And uh, love you guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>